Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> There it is, the gay bomb. Look it up for yourself. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Ugh, serious crap. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. There's no video of President Trump sucking a ding-dong. And so what if there was? That's a lot better than World War III, Owen. I never sucked any ding-dongs. But I'll tell you, if they were going to blackmail me to start World War III about one, I'd say, hey, I sucked a ball, golf ball through a freaking garden hose. How'd the pedophiles get in control well, of AI? Well, the, pe the pedophiles, at a, at a whatever level, they rule. the devil, whatever you want to call it, this interdimensional thing that gives them advanced off-world technology, the fallen one that's not of this world, is giving them advanced knowledge what? What on how to construct these what systems is, what is that have that? already been used before on other populations. What? Is that Satan? Well, what are you, what are you talking Satan. about? You are fake news. He's definitely high as fuck. I agree with that. Very fake news. Skag Grieve over. He is. Get the hard magic back out of here. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. There's so much to talk about tonight. This is one of those shows where it's like, there's a list of a dozen things that I have to talk about in detail, and I just don't have a lot of time. So I'm going to try to hustle along. And, but I know we're going to get lost on some of these topics. We'll probably go along tonight. Okay. If my internet holds up, I was doing a patron hangout earlier and my connection kept getting dipped offline like every 10 minutes. So fingers crossed we're going to be able to do a stream tonight. If it gets cut off abruptly, um, you can blame Montana Opticom, my internet service provider down the yeah, road. Yeah, call them angrily. Everybody. I'm sure they're not there on a Sunday night. But, you know. Anyway, already wasting time. <laughs> Highlights of what we'll talk about tonight, as you may have heard this week, the great Alex Jones social media purge is on, and it looks like the Streisand effect is fully operational. So if, um, if the reporting and if Alex Jones's claims are to be believed, efforts to suppress Infowars may in fact have had the opposite effect, at least for now. Uh, then on Friday, hey, Gavin's banned on Twitter. It's just the great ban fest. Everyone's banned. Everyone you like, you can't access their content on social media platforms anymore. It is the Charlottesville one-year anniversary, the Unite the Right rally last year where Heather Heyer was killed. There were a couple of demonstrations, a pair of them this weekend, in, in reaction to the one-year anniversary. I don't want to say in commemoration of. I guess in, in some people are commem uh, like doing memorial efforts for her death, that sort of thing. But one was in Charlottesville, one was in D.C. Very few Nazis, still plenty of degeneracy. So subtract the Nazis, still a lot of garbage stuff going on. Violence, heckling, harassing of police, that sort of thing. We'll take a look at what, what happened. Uh, 
I didn't get a lot of time to look at this story, so I'm anxious for when you can explain it to me. The famous Antifa bike lock professor is out on probation. He is not going to jail. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I hadn't seen that footage in quite a long time because this happened in, what, April 2017? Yes. Um, and, man, he just clocks that guy, and then the yeah. dude's just covered in blood. And he got a few people, you know? Yeah, I actually didn't know that. So the accusation is he hit up to seven, I think? Yeah. Okay. Still just probation for him. No big deal. Uh, and don't forget behind all that news, uh, you know, just, just your normal everyday week where we discover an Islamic compound of starving children being trained to commit school shootings in New Mexico. That one, I mean, it got coverage. I saw national coverage of it, but it seems like it's kind of been brushed over pretty quickly it has there was a cnn article and they do mention it at the very end of the article that it's muslim extremists but at least they said it i i didn't expect to see that yeah and the 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 complaint or whatever the the investigators documents the the charges against the guys running this did note that they consider these guys to be islamic extremism i saw nbc reporting that too so at least not quite not swept that far under the rug but quickly moved on from anyway we'll cover that and then two hoax hate heavyweights return an update to one story from a few weeks ago plus last year in like september we read a letter from two lesbians we believe faking hate letters in saint peter minnesota they're back yes if you remember the great faggotism quote that was these these ladies it's a year later, and they're now back with what we believe to be more fakes because they haven't had attention lately, and their GoFundMe money appears to be out. Uh, don't don't know for sure if they're faking, but the police have not been able to uh, identify who has been sending Fagotism. them these Who calls letters. a pair of lesbians faggots? That's what I want to know. The 13-year-old boy they consulted to write this letter for them. <laughs> that was my joke. You ripped me off. That's true. I did steal from you. You said that before we went live. <laughs> I have to confess. And of course, we will take Super Chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we've got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. You can take the show on the go if you like, if you prefer an audio format. We're up on, at least for now, until we're banned like Alex Jones and InfoWars, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find some podcasts, you can find us. We'll see how it goes. Not Jared Holt's podcast, though. Well, I, I, I don't know if that one will be banned or not. Who knows? No, you can't find it on Spotify. That's why he went after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Well, we're not on Spotify either. I think I did apply, but I don't think it ever went through. I did not even know that. That's how little I... I care about whether or not we're of <laughs> Last little announcement. Uh, you will see a link atop the description. Fantasy football is back. If you want a chance to play in my league this year for free, you can enter, put your name in that form, and I'll pick, uh, I think we're going with 10 people to play in my league and my the guy who's running the league for me. Um, so not everybody gets a spot in the league for sure, but it's randomly drawn. And then if, if you can't get into the league, everybody can play in a survivor pool at the end of the year. It's all free. Winners are going to get... Um, a t-shirt or mug or whatever they want from the podcast store at the end of the season. So if that interests you, click that link and fill out the form and I will be in touch. Some uh, smaller stories to start before we hop into the 
insanity uh, around the Alex Jones banning and Charlottesville and all the rest, that bison guy, or that guy who was taunting the bison, remember we you covered that, that last week? short, drunk idiot? Yes, the short, drunk idiot. We found out what his legal situation is this week. Uh, Raymond Ranke, his name was, he's from Pendleton, Oregon. He pleaded not guilty to five charges, notably intentionally disturbing wildlife. He will remain in jail until his trial later this month. The judge denied Bond, citing Ranke's extensive criminal history and his disregard for Bond conditions. Apparently, it wasn't just his National Park mischief tour that has him in trouble. He has criminal record prior to that, too. Sure so, uh, you, you sent me this story this week uh, with a smile on Skype. <laughs> Tell- I think it was the the cry laughing animated emoji on Skype. Yeah, I know maybe? I shouldn't laugh at this, but I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. So this dude found severely injured by border patrol agents after he fell from the border wall trying to get into the country illegally um, in Calexico on Sunday. Uh, he fell 30, 30 feet onto the ground, so he he like really hurt himself. But um, he ended up being airlifted, I'm sure, at taxpayer expense to Palm Springs. He had a femur fracture in both legs, back injury, really fucked himself up. It looks like he almost just faints. First off, I didn't know there was a 30-foot wall that existed like this, but apparently there is. South of some mall in Southern yeah. California? Yeah. Okay. So he's on top of this wall. You can see there's a circle kind of by the 2018 in your video feed. It's hard to see. He's up there. It looks like he just faints off the top of the wall, like falls he off falls limply. Off it, yeah. it doesn't look like a slip where he kind of flails or something. Yeah, I mean. Watch again. It's kind of top center left of the screen. Right by the 2018 timestamp. Just a limp fall right off. Yeah. Huh. Strange. I mean, I don't know how he got up there. It, it looks like probably impressive climbing to get up there in the first place. I don't know. I mean, naturally, I think this is funny. I, I thought it was funnier, <laughs> though, when I didn't know that all of his injuries were going to have to be taken care of by the American taxpayer. Probably. Uh, hmm. Did it describe how he actually climbed up there? No. Okay. Nope, sure didn't. Interesting. Uh, we've heard a lot. We spoke a lot last week about um, the the Democrat scare tactics around 3D, 3D guns. Everyone's going to have all plastic AR-15s, and they're going to come to your theaters yeah. and your schools and shoot you up. I saw a really interesting news piece this week uh, from a guy who, who runs a 3D printing business. It's called 3D Print Everything, and it's in Fort Worth, Texas. And he put these Democratic claims about metal-free, plastic, 3D-printed guns to the test. In 36 hours, he, he printed one of these Liberator pistols, cost him 10 bucks to print 13 plastic pieces that he combined to make one of these Liberators. Sounds super and, convenient. Yes. And he went to the firing range to fire uh, out of this thing. He had to put a, a roofing nail in it to use as the firing pin and a, and a 380 cartridge. And it's so sketchy that they couldn't even fire it by hand. You actually have to put it in a vise and stand far away with a with a string and pull the trigger by a string. So anytime someone tries to get you with the the 3D printed gun scare stuff, especially the all plastic undetectable, first off, this one is like 99% plastic. It just has a little metal firing yeah, thing, yeah. but it still has a metal component, this one does. Yeah. And just watch one... It's one shot and it blows up. But two, take note of where the round actually goes at the end of this video. Check this out. 
But the quality of fully printed firearms like this one here. Here is a completely assembled Liberator gun. That's another issue. People have test fired this gun and it blows up on the very first bullet that they put through it. And a lot of people are holding this in their hand and that's like holding an M80. You know, it's just very dangerous. We took Michael to Eagle Gun Range in Farmer's Branch. Michael added a one inch roofing nail as the firing pin. It's going in fine. And then inserted a 380 caliber so bullet into the barrel, put that pistol in a vise, and tied a string around the trigger. Okay, good. All right, firing pins in. I need to get everybody's eyes and ears on. Going hot. And he just blows up. Watch yeah. it again here in slow motion. The gun blows itself of apart. Course. Plastic pistol exploding in every direction. Sure, technology will improve. Okay, that's the bullet. Note the trajectory of the bullet. This so thing's straight gonna... down. You're just going to shoot yourself right in somebody's foot or something like that. It's, it, the accuracy looks like it needs a little uh, uh, R&D, you know, yeah, a little development. So. If it... <laughs> and they would not let you shoot this at a, at a gun range. Uh, no. By, well, I, they had to get special permission just huh. to do this. Yeah. And I'm the sure gun... they cleared everybody out and stuff. Yeah, it looks like they're, it's empty there. Um, but this thing's in a vice. Like the, the fact, it did, it did send the bullet, obviously. It fired the bullet. Yeah. But with zero accuracy, and it destroyed the firearm. The idea that this would be practical for criminal purposes in its present state, no. laughable. Yeah. Laughable. Anyway, there's a little bit left. Prove. Until then, though, both men doubt that people will invest in printers to create inferior firearms. Yeah, why would you do that? That's going to be the scene after every bank robbery now is just cleaning, cleaning up the plastic up parts. Yeah, I mean, to play devil's advocate a little bit, though, the technology will improve. Sure. Yeah, I, have no, I, I don't doubt that in the future there will be something that's viable. Um, I think the, the big question that we've visited many times is, can you ban your way out of that? I don't think so. Good luck. Pesky hmm. 2A. Uh, another story to uh, to take a look at here this week. Um, Count Dankula apparently had a an appeal, or he was well, one second uh, looking for an appeal uh, mm-hmm. or trying to appeal. I don't know how the situation works in uh, in the UK as far as their legal system works, but um, recall he was convicted of being grossly offensive, sentenced to pay a eight hundred pound fine for being grossly offensive because he trained his girlfriend's pug to say Heil x amount of years ago. Uh, and now he he's raised 186,000 pounds for his legal defense. And he had been trying to appeal this conviction. He got a response from the Sheriff Appeal Court in Edinburgh. The letter Dankula received said the appeal against conviction is without merit. Likewise, the appeal against sentence is not arguable. So he was appealing both his right. conviction and the penalty. Right. This was a deeply unpleasant offense in which disgraceful and utterly offensive material was very widely distributed by the appellant. This was to the considerable distress of the community in question and just as disturbingly to the apparent approval of a large number of persons who appear to share the appellant's racist views. That's insane. You don't have control over whether or not your content goes viral. Yeah. Yeah. So if this had gotten no views, I, I doubt it would be a problem. I don't think he expected this to become this huge thing. And he was a much smaller persona at yeah. the time. You know, he is his his profile has has gotten much larger in part because of this, and in part because he's a talented entertainer. Yeah. You know, uh, so Count Dankula says 
or he says he's at least in a YouTube video that he's going to refuse to pay the fine by the October deadline and face additional punishment in court uh, or whatever the additional punishment the court may impose quote. I'm going to jail. I'm obviously not happy about the fact that I'm going to have to go to jail, but uh, I'm more than prepared to do it for what I believe in. I absolutely refuse to sacrifice my principles. Well, Hey, good for him. Good for man. him. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a hell of a stance to take. And this comes from somebody that was a former communist. This is how people get pushed further and further to the right yeah, and away from the center, which, you know, he wasn't. Yeah. So all the but best to him. I, I, it doesn't seem like, it seems like the outlook for him winning this legally is, is pretty grim, but I really have a lot of admiration for the principled stance that he's taking. Again, for making a joke video on the internet in a supposedly Sorry. free country, you know, a supposed Western liberal democracy. Okay. Uh, last, last little story here. Tell me about, I didn't hear about this till today. There was a wild plane story, right? theft suicide yeah. in Seattle. So there was a plane stolen. Um, I think this was on, was on Saturday. Was this yesterday, two days ago, Friday? Um, this 29 year old guy, Richard Russell, he worked for the airline for three and a half years. I think he was a mechanic of sorts. He stole this plane and he just wanted to do some, some maneuvers. I, this was a suicide. They're ruling it a suicide. Um, and then he crashed it on, I think it's Ketron Island. I should know this because this is like hmm. my area, but it sounds like, uh, the audio transmissions say that he, he has a screw loose and, and things like that. He's just like talking, jo he's joking a little bit, but he's talking about how he has some mental issues and he just wanted to do some crazy barrel rolls and some maneuvers and then crash the plane. He didn't want to hurt anybody else. So he was the only person that was, that was injured. He was, he was killed. Obviously they're ruling it a suicide. Um, but this story was just so wild and it brings up a lot of questions about security there. Like how did this guy possibly, yeah. possibly just, it was he a was small plane, but it was, it was a passenger plane. Yeah, and he was able to steal it, and he was able to do these stunts for yeah. I don't know how long. You, I have some footage here, and yeah. some there's a brief clip from the audio transmissions. They're talking to him as mm -hmm. he's doing this, trying to talk him out of the crazy stuff he's doing, basically. There's nothing in here that's that's graphic or anything like that, so don't worry about that. But it gives you an idea of what the, the scene was like in Seattle. Uh, what was this, Friday night? or whatever this was. Like uh, in a safe, safe kind of manner. I think I'm uh, going to try to do a barrel roll, and if that goes good, I'll just go nose down and call it a night. So he's basically flying this thing upside down, or you know, at a crazy angle. Yeah. Dipping way down, he swerves around and comes just barely above the water here. Like I don't know how close oh, that was. What's this guy doing? Super close, and he's just flying over. You know, flying low over Seattle, and I had to cut it, but there's also at one point a military jet chasing, chasing after him. Yep. And, and so apparently shortly after this, he crashed it, and that was that. He did. I mean, he was married, and according to his family and his wife, there was no real sign of depression. They were all really shocked by this. Um, it's quite a way to go out, I will say that. And I appreciate that nobody else was killed. He wasn't trying to hurt anybody else. He just yeah. wanted to commit suicide in a really spectacular way, I think. Well, I was trying to figure out a way to express that sentiment, one, without being insensitive, and two, without endorsing this sort of thing. Like, I don't want to encourage that kind of... You get what I'm saying. Like, how do I... But I, I the thought did cross my mind. Holy cow, dude. Like, 
if if you're gonna do that that was a hell of a way to do that yeah. obviously yeah. Don't. don't do that <laughs> yeah. one because suicide is not a, a good option regardless but two the fact that he did this without hurting anybody i think is is somewhat impressive or miraculous, right right and you know? he was a mechanic but it still is is shocking to me that he was able to you know to he knew all the controls he was able to do this he didn't have yeah. any flying experience really wow didn't he say he played a bunch of video games or something like that I don't even know. though i don't think that that's i mean i've played a lot of video games it doesn't make me a combat soldier you know but if you're an airplane mechanic i guess you're gonna know your way around yeah maybe maybe Anyway, you ready to talk uh, Alex Jones and Gavin? Yeah, let's, let's do okay. it. So I've, I've talked the Alex Jones banning to death. I did two videos this week on why I think this is so important from a cultural free speech perspective. Did you have any thoughts just off the top about the banning generally? Any, anything you wanted to say about it? Um, I mean, it's a long time coming. I kind of knew this was going to happen eventually to somebody and he has a big audience and he's an easy target because a lot of people from both sides will get behind the banning because some of the stuff he said has been so insane. I will say that I rewatched the Philly D um, episode where he talks about this and it is, it just shocked me. It just shocked me. I, I couldn't even believe what he was saying considering his former stance on demonetization. And so I'm really seeing a lot of reactions where I'm like, how can you people not see that irrespective of how conspiratorial and insane he is, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We have to be protecting all kinds of speech. And from somebody like Philly D, just, I just, any remaining faith I had in him is, is lost. And I've seen that attitude from a few YouTubers, which really disappointed me. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I, I, I have been pleased by a lot of solidarity that people have against this, regardless of whether they agree with Alex Jones's takes or not. And I've been yeah. surprised by some people saying, well, it's just a conspiracy guy who cares as though the forces in play who did this are going to stop with him. Right. Didn't Philly D say, like, if this was my platform, I would have done this a long time ago. Yeah, he did. That was one thing that he said that kind of surprised me that he, yeah. he had said in the video. And at least as I recall, I'm paraphrasing. But when I watched it, I recall him saying if I had YouTube, he would he'd be banned. He would be off yeah. the platform. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, the the reaction to all of this from. Uh, Alex Jones' perspective, I think this is first off this the, this first article here. I think is actually really smart marketing. So he's doing this grassroots campaign yeah. bit, the printable flyers that you just post around that says "Infowars is forbidden information" with a censored Alex Jones. It's uh, there's no doubt the appeal of forbidden information. L listen, this week I've clicked on Infowars website and clips of their YouTube stuff uploaded by other people way more than I've ever clicked on Infowars stuff before. Doesn't mean that I necessarily I'm going to go to Infowars as my number one source of information when I need it, but it does mean that I have spent way more time consuming their material this week than I have probably in my entire previous lifetime. Yeah. So, and there's plenty of evidence that I'm not the only one. So, the 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 apps so apple banned their podcast from apple podcasts and itunes or whatever but they did not ban the infowars app which streams all their shows and you can read their articles and consume their media now their app has jumped in popularity on both um on both the uh, uh, apple store and google play so what are the stats here uh, on, on iOS, or the Apple platform, it was previously ranked 47th in news in, in terms of app popularity. Now it is up to 11. No. No, no four. Sorry. 
fourth Holy on smokes. Apple, fourth on Apple, eleventh on Google Play. Can't they ban the app though? Presume I I don't know why they wouldn't. Why Apple specifically and Google? Because I guess they banned it on YouTube. Yeah. Why would you allow the distribution on your app service, but not your podcast service? Maybe or, there's a terms of service loophole or something that <sighs> is protecting him a little bit. I'm not entirely sure. Let me know in the live chat if you have an answer to that. It seems like that would be even more treacherous, though, because it's like, uh, you know, I, I have an Apple device, right? But I should be able to use this device to consume whatever media I want. Like, is Apple going to block me from consuming certain media? That Probably. Seems <laughs> That's that seems strange. But uh, but they haven't they haven't um, intervened in the. Uh, in the app realm yet alex jones himself is claiming that 5.6 million people have signed up for the infowars newsletter in the 48 hours after the banning very good i'm slightly skeptical of that but it's possible i mean what I'm, they had 2.3 or 2.2 on youtube that's possible yeah. and it's just people you know it's just saying yeah i want your email so i want your e newsletter email it's it's possible uh, in any case, I'm sure it's greatly increased. Again, when you try to suppress this stuff, it becomes infinitely more interesting to a lot of people. And in a case that was, I don't know, just a, a classic case of foreshadowing or something that was <laughs> a very immediate prophecy, Alex Jones goes on Gavin's show on Thursday and basically says, yeah, they came after me, but you're all next. Here's what he had to say. I am literally under attack and they're saying it's you next, you next. No, this is a war on all of the right. And we, we are in a situation now. You, you're not being hyperbolic here. And <laughs> then come Friday yeah. night, I'm working on my video edit and I get a bunch of tweets and emails, people saying, oh, Gavin's been banned on Twitter. So, and I go and click because I follow Gavin, of course. And, uh, and he's gone. And not only is he gone, but like all Proud Boys affiliated accounts are gone. Proud Boys... Uh, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. That's basically like his, or is he, I think he describes it in this interview, like his pro-Trump men's club. That's yeah. about all I know about. Yeah. They're just kind of like a, I don't know, a fraternal organization almost just like. Right, right. And and I know that some of their chapters, uh, they have like huge, a huge minority population. I was reading that like one of their chapters is is half black and Mexican. And they got kicked out of a bar the other day for being huh. white supremacists. It's like, of course, like, what is, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, but you can Same tell thing that they did to Candace Owens, which we don't even have time to talk about today, by the way. That's God, one was thing that this week. Well, it was like a week ago. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, and, and he's right that they're going to come after everybody now. And you know yeah. that there was some collusion because it was all the proud boys accounts, right? And Gavin, it sounds like it. Yeah. And what's curious, we'll hear from Gavin. He called into Breitbart's Saturday show yesterday and he explains why he thinks this happened, but he did not get any formal explanation as to why this happened. Not just his account. It literally these, said nothing in the email. Yeah. It said for the specific reason blank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least according to him. And so he's speculating, or at least a lot of, well, a lot of people are speculating is, is because he allegedly and the proud boys allegedly had connections to this unite the right stuff that's going on this weekend that we'll talk I'm about. I'm gonna need but some evidence of that. He wasn't he wasn't participating in it. I have I don't see any evidence that they organized it. He denies having anything to do with it. And so his speculation is that what pissed off people was actually his involvement in this Trump star this Trump star bit they're doing now where they're putting up fake Trump stars all over Hollywood to counter the destruction of the real Trump star. And they look 
really convincing. They when I heard do. about this, I was like, uh, these are going to look like shit. But then I saw the video and I was like, I would not be able to tell. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, even if they looked like shit, I still think it'd be a funny gag. But you're right. When we take a look at these in a minute, if unless you looked really close, like in this video, which it's not super high resolution, but in the video, it looks authentic to me. So here's what Gavin had to say about his banning on Breitbart's Saturday show and why he thinks it happened. Gavin joins us now. Gavin, walk me through what happened yesterday. I started getting texts from my friends saying, are you off? And then I I went onto my Twitter account and it said, uh, you are uh, suspended. And then it said, it's it's kind of funny verbiage. It said, um, specifically for, and then there's blank, a blank space. And then it says, Note that if you attempt to evade a permanent suspension by creating new accounts, blah, 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 we'll suspend that, those accounts. And they phrase it, uh, Gavin McInnes and Proud Boys, all Proud Boys accounts were also banned. That's my men's club, pro-Trump men's club. They were all banned right before Unite the Right. We had nothing to do with Unite the Right. Either of them, I disavowed both, because we're not all right, made it clear. But I'm sick of constantly having to say that. What this really is about is the Trump stickers. Our guys put those Hollywood Walk of Fame stickers down, and that's got mass appeal to young people, and the DNC hates that. So I believe it was the stickers that set them off, and they're making it about Unite the Right because that looks better for them. Hmm. That's probably true. I think that they look for excuses to ban accounts and any opportunity. So they just kind of wait until there's something believable to the general public. And I think this unite the right thing to a leftist is believable. Like if you can have one picture of one proud boy with anybody from Charlottesville, then like you have some sort of purported association there. This unite the right stuff is so silly too. We'll get to that when we're finished with this Trump star stuff. Cause it's like, if the, if, if Gavin and the proud boys had showed up to it, it probably would have been like a thousand percent increase on who actually attended. Yeah. Like this gets all this media attention. The reports are today in DC two dozen. Two dozen white nationalists showed up for this Unite the Right rally. And yet it's it's tons and tons of coverage. And it's presented as this serious threat to the public. But I did want to talk about this star bit that he's talking about. Because I saw this happen this week. I didn't know Gavin was actually involved in it. I saw Milo was promoting it. Oh, I did want to mention, I forgot to put these in the notes. But H3H3, they were talking about Alex and uh, Alex Jones. And their live stream just got cut off by youtube yeah i heard sticks talking about this like twenty six thousand people were watching and they just cut the live stream and gave him a strike reportedly just for saying he thinks it's um it was probably like an algorithm issue that's uh, insane that's crazy i don't know i don't know enough about what is wrong but but still like you can't you can't talk about this well uh, yeah i mean uh, i don't know we're talking talking about it right now and as far as i know our stream is still going at least it's sending the data to youtube but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I um, actually, weirdly enough, I didn't I didn't have a video banned or anything. My first video on the Alex Jones banning is demonetized, confirmed by review. They determined that confirmed by a person to be ineligible for advertising. And that was there's nothing controversial in that video, but me talking about it. In fact, I would consider it's it's not a video where I make an edgy joke or anything like that. It's just me talking in very cut and dry, factual, serious right. terms about it. And even that is a little beyond the, the lines of what YouTube considers acceptable. Very strange. Hmm. Uh, update on the star situation though, the Trump star situation. Remember we, we saw that clip a, a 
week or two ago of the guy who did the vandalism at the Trump star and his weird girlfriend. And you couldn't believe that it was actually his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but he was, remember he said, I'm proud of what I've done. I think I did a good thing or something like that. Well, at least um, the county prosecutor disagrees because Good. he's facing a felony vandalism charge. Uh, and he's now facing the possibility of several years in jail, maximum sentence of three years. So we'll see he's what happens. He's going to away like this bike lock guy. Probably. That would be my speculation, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that case. Clay told the Clay told TMZ reporting on this that he'd like to see the city remove the star permanently to avoid further violence. How about you stop being violent to avoid further violence, dude? Yeah, but then the city was like, okay, I guess we'll do it. And recall that the city of West Hollywood or West Hollywood City Council voted unanimously in favor of a resolution requesting the LA City Council and the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce remove the Trump star from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What does that even mean? They don't, the West Hollywood City Council doesn't actually have the jurisdiction to remove the star, but Ah. they basically voted to send a message or a letter to the people that do to do it. So there's at least some movement in the area in terms of political power to get this done. Meanwhile, as Gavin was referencing, this is this is why the right wins on stuff like this is because they have a trolley spirit and they they're fun and they do funny things that like the difference between pickaxing the star and putting down these fake stars like one is non-destructive it's but it's still the same kind of spirit it's right. still if the left could start thinking creatively like this they might win some of these battles but they're too dumb and they just pickaxe things instead of it's thinking it's not even that i mean they are dumb but it's the lack of of a sense of humor that that it just kills it yeah. for the young audience so uh this this is the kind of stuff that i think is great like i'm not obviously i'm not trump's greatest fan i consider him better than the alternative but i have plenty of points of criticism this is the type of pro pro trump stuff that gets guys like me i'm like all right that's funny that's cool i'm on board with you on this and uh here's a video of people putting up these trump stars milo's selling them in his store i think i don't don't know if gavin is distributing them as well but he's part of this and you know all the people associated with them are putting up these stars that are very believable What is this? Look at that. He's doing just fine. (laughs) I got the stack who put these up like I'm Donald Trump. I say, well, listen, like like I'm Donald Trump. Surrounded by the people. And I'm always winning like I'm Donald Trump. About to embarrass you, Jimmy Kimmel. And the fact that they did the full bit, or at least the guy in the video did the full bit of putting on the construction uniform and really committing to it. Yeah. That makes the performance a lot funnier, yeah, too. Yeah. Just that, that type of stuff. So fuck it, I'll say it, throw Hillary Clinton up in the slammer. Cause we roll with Donald Trump and making America better. I'm the you pussies up like I'm Donald Trump. Next run. I stay rolling with them crackers like I'm Donald Trump. Surrounded by them bitches like I'm Donald Trump. And I'm always winning like I'm Donald Trump. Donald Trump. You know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Reports are that they put up 50 of these during the week. Awesome. Yeah. And so anyone can do it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you can just go online and buy them. And obviously they're made to 
be replicas of what exists in on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but I assume you could do this probably on like any sidewalk if you really wanted to. You could do it in your hometown, yeah. which would be funny. Anyway, um, so I don't know. That's that's that. I assume Gavin is probably not going to be coming back, but I don't think. You know, it, it sucks because I like following people I like on Twitter. I don't think Gavin's probably going to be harmed very much by this. I don't think it's going to no, impact his media. Didn't affect career. my channel. I mean, people are just going to make their way over to Gab, and Gab just passed uh, five hundred and fifty thousand subscribers or users it, or users on their site. Okay. Which is uh, did you yeah. see they did you see they were trying to get Gab banned on Twitter? There was a movement to do that this week because yeah, Gab and then hosts I saw that, white supremacists. Um, Microsoft Azura made them made Gab remove some Patrick Little posts, or as they said, uh, they were going to kick them off the platform. So they might be in some in some shit pretty soon. It, it, I'm telling you, it's they're not going to. I spoke about this this week, so I'll try to keep it brief and not repeat myself. But they're not going to stop at Alex Jones. And honestly, I don't even know if they'll stop with Alex Jones himself. What I mean is, I could see them doing what they did to remember um, the movement against the Daily Stormer and how they. Yeah. They created yeah. a pressure campaign to get them booted off certain web hosting services oh, yeah. like GoDaddy and stuff like that. I bet we're going to see stuff like that. Yeah. Where they're not going to stop. One, they're not going to stop with Alex Jones, the person. But two, they might not stop until they can get Alex Jones not on the Internet. Period. Like Weave. Like what happened to Weave? He doesn't exist anywhere on the Internet anymore. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm not defending the content of Daily Storm or whatever. What I'm defending is an Internet where everyone can post on an open speech platform. That's yep. what I'm defending. Exactly. So uh, that's all I got to say on that. But uh, and I am excited to talk about this Charlottesville Unite the Right 2 stuff. But we should probably take a break before we do that. Yeah. Uh, got Soul says, even YouTube fitness and motivation veteran Elliot Hulse is speaking out against the Alex Jones YouTube ban. Good. The establishment left is so dominant arrogant that they're willing to disintegrate a bipartisan principle of BTF. And, and don't forget Tariq Nasheed expressed his concern too. So Tariq crazy. said, you know, brothers and sisters, I am worried that this precedent might be used to block black power from Twitter or something what about, like that. What about Twitter itself defending Alice Jones? Uh, well, Jack Dorsey just said he hasn't violated our TOS yet. That's basically all he said. Uh, Which was weird because he went on Hannity. Jack Dorsey never gives interviews to anybody, but he gave an interview to Hannity. Well, it's probably a good opportunity for him to act like he cares about censorship because his, you know, stock is in the toilet. Well, it was weird because he had this moment where it's like, all right, maybe InfoWars people will consume InfoWars content on Twitter now. And he turns around and bans Gavin like the next day. Yeah, yeah. But Gavin's audience, I don't know if it was as as large as InfoWars. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but it's just, uh, it's... I don't know. I would like to, I would like if I could interview Jack Dorsey right now, I would say, or I'd like to ask him, tell me what Gavin did or does that Alex Jones doesn't. What's the distinction? Right. Right. I I, I would like to know. There's no consistency though. Uh, Thomas Jones. No, no. Thank you, sir. Alessandra Cortara. Matt and I once made love on the streets of San Francisco. When people asked what we were doing, we said protesting Trump. Then everyone clapped and said stunning and brave. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about as believable as every hoax hate case. I've yeah, really. Yeah. Great, babe. I'm back. Might as well keep throwing money at you, too. I'm starting my first year of college. So any advice on how not to lose my mind? Hmm. Um, go to trade school. <laughs> well, it depends. Lose your mind in what context? If you mean like from, you know, the stress of studying or you mean the, you know what, what, college, mean college the SJW leftists? Nonsense. It's hard for me to say because 
my experience was really not like that, man. Like I got out before this SJW nonsense was in full force. So we've talked about this several times. What do you do? Do you keep your head down and get through it or do you fight? Um, I just don't really think you need a college degree in the same way that you used to. It depends. Depends what he wants to do. Depends what he's studying. Depends on all that. Yeah, sort of I mean, thing. if he um, wants to be an engineer or a doctor, then he definitely has to. What I would say is just don't don't get bullied. You know what I mean? Like, keep to yourself. I suppose you don't have to impose your politics on other people, but if someone tries to impose upon you, stick up for yourself. And if you get in trouble for that, well, send us an email. Those are stories I like to hear. You know, the the reality yep. is if you're treated unfairly, egregiously, you've got a lot of outlets these days to get a story like that out. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we'll feature it on the show if it's a good one. Um, thank you for that, Grave Abe. AZ Archer, good evening, bitches. You guys make the mechanic shop a little bit better. Have a great night. And as always, keep things classy. We're never classy over here, Mr. Yeah, Abe. we drink Coors Light. I mean, come on. Or at it's least I do. Me. Patrick Waz, missed you guys for quite a while. Watch out for those gay bombs. That intro, consistently the best part of the show. It was very fun to make this week. Patrick was didn't last time we heard from him. Didn't he have a story about his hot Asian girlfriend that he watched the show with? Wasn't that the same guy? I don't remember, but I do remember a hot Asian making an appearance. I hope that's the same guy. <laughs> Otherwise this guy's like, what, what are they talking about? Anyway, thank you, sir. Welcome. Travis back. Kelly. No, no. Thank you, sir. Brian G. Aren't you glad your name isn't Matt Jarbo? Medicare returns and Monday Matt is utterly destroyed, losing thousands of subs. Yeah. Fuck Monday Matt. So what did he, he admitted to false flagging or something? Yeah, I mean, what? so he was on this Keemstar, he was with Keemstar on the Ralph retort, and like Keemstar is insufferable, but hmm. they were, they got him to like screen share the, the part of his YouTube page where you can tell like what videos you flagged. Um, so did he do this by accident or did he do it on purpose? No, he did it on purpose. He's gone okay. on like a false flagging spree. Why? I don't know. And then he just started talking about how like, He's not a perfect person and blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> okay. Jesus, dude. we always knew that guy sucks though. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, Brian notes behind the bar ban assault bike locks. This stream is the highlight of my weekend. As always feel free to remind me how sad that is. That isn't sad. It's the highlight of our weekend too. We look forward to making it still. Yeah. I, I genuinely do appreciate it. And we will get to assault bike locks with all sorts of scary black attachments in a, in a few minutes. <laughs> Think pistol grip, pistol grip, bike lock. That's that's what you want. This is from Nate. Love the show. Keep up the great work. My sister got married yesterday, and the show is the best way to end the weekend after the craziness of the past few days. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, that wedding stuff. It's it's always a whole thing. You got to see your whole family and like put on a smile and act like it's not killing you to be at somebody else's wedding because they're always so boring and everybody. Gets well, so you excited. just came off your own wedding though. Yeah, and I did it right. I invited nobody and eloped so that nobody had to deal with it. Yeah. That, that's the way to do it. Um, Thanks and congrats to your sister as well. Yeah. Uh, Stoner4311. Uh, oh, whoops. It is pronounced Stoner4311 Blonde. Sorry. Mm. Also, um, did you hear that Hungary abolished gender studies in their universities? Apparently, there's no science or application in the study. Who knew? Is that true? That's amazing. I, saw, I only saw a headline, so I, I can't really speak to, to the story. But Man, I did see a headline this week. Just the headline out. was something like Hungary bans gender studies because it has no use in their economy. Something like that. Very excellent. Very good. Hmm. Very good. Uh, thank you for that. Double Eagle is a free and moral society obliged to allow the promotion and growth of an ideology that seeks to replace it 
with immorality and tyranny? That is a great question. That, that is a hell of a question. Uh, um, that gets to the core of how far you extend free speech, free thought. Hungary would all, say all no. Sorts of things. And I also would say no to that. Yeah. It would be my hope that those sorts of destructive worldviews could be defeated with better worldviews. That would be my... I would hope that too, but I'm losing faith that that we can do that without taking control of the culture. Hmm. Uh, I wish I could give it a more thorough answer because that's, that's a deep question, but you know. Thanks, Double Eagle. I don't, I don't want ideas enforced by government. That's all I'm saying. That, that Neither do me... I, uh, but you know, if we're going to have to do what we're going to have to do. Uh, AK-47, your face. Everyone jumped in the AJ band to talk about censorship. No, Not many people really wanted to tackle the Daily Stormer getting taken down, though. A bunch of scared bitches out there. Yeah, I absolutely would defend the Daily Stormer and did, I think, on Twitter. Um, I'm talking all speech. Yeah. All speech. Although I, I realize the hypocrisy in me just saying that we might have to get the government to take the culture back. <laughs> all but, speech okay. except for that destructive kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, am I, look, uh, things like child pornography, credible threats of imminent violence, those sorts of things. They're basically, the, uh, the, the established exceptions that the Supreme Court has already carved out, I find to be mostly correct. So, I mean, I'm absolutist up until you are basically infringing on someone else's rights. If you're creating child pornography, you're infringing on the rights of a child. If you're threatening somebody imminently, you're infringing on their rights. It's, it's not that hard. Just post, posting about how you don't like certain races or whatever Opinion. I'm not for censoring any opinion off the internet. Agreed. Uh, Boogeyman917. Matt and I once made love, but no one is to blame but the gay bomb in the tap water. Suffice <laughs> to say, it's nothing about bottled water for me now. Good choice, Boogeyman. Yeah. I'll just do a few more right now. Jonathan Jones, looking to start my own political communication podcast to battle my local liberal idiocy. What are some tips you two can offer for research processes? Uh, thanks for giving me a weekly dose of sanity. Um... In my own research, I use a, I, three confirmed sources. So yeah. uh, I never state anything that I haven't independently confirmed with at least two other sources. That and a primary source is always the best. If there's mm -hmm. footage of something in question, yep. go to the footage. Even yeah. if it's a pain in the ass and it's like a three-hour stream and you're looking for a specific part, go to that. Because I think as we'll see in some of the coverage of the Unite the Right stuff here, somebody's description of an event, even if it contains some footage is not always, it's not sufficient. I mean, if picture. that's the best you can do, that's the best you can do. And I do, um, use a lot of other YouTubers videos to inform my own content, but the ones that I use always post their primary sources. And then I just refer to the primary sources. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good practice too. Um, not just for transparency in your process so that people can vet your research and your conclusions mm -hmm. and all that, but even just to help yourself out. Like as you research, keep a list of all the links and I, I try to timestamp videos and, and or if it's from a book or something like a, or a long yeah. PDF document, page markers, you'll probably have to refer to that stuff later. Or sometimes somebody will challenge me on a particular claim or whatever and I need to find out where I got it very helpful to be able to go back and point to the exact spot to refer them. Yeah, and it is so important to vet your sources meticulously because people in the comments are ruthless about that and they will comb through every single one of your sources. So every video I do, I have a sources and mentioned list and it's always available to my audience. And they really do go through and they look and they make sure that I've done everything correctly. 
Um, all right, let's just do two more right now. Three-sided coin. Hi, guys. Stopping by to give you guys money. Have you read another super chat to add time uh, and make your night longer? I'm not even using punctuation, so you read this as one long run-on. Run on That's just Thanks wrong. Me. That's just rude. You're a resident socialist. That's just so mean. And he also said, oh, hey, shit. You're a resident socialist. They ran out of punctuation at the punctuation line <laughs> in that commie country. Uh, another one for three-sided coin. Oh, shit, I forgot to email you the results of my 3D-printed guns. I'll just email you right oh, now yeah. the conversation I said, Ranting Monkey. Our results were similar to that video. Yeah, cool. I want to check. Th- I want to take a look at that. If, All right, uh, if I'll circle back for, for the rest of you folks in a little bit. All right, so it was um, it was one year ago. I remember doing the stream with you, and actually, I remember I remember Charlottesville obviously because of how crazy it was to watch that car footage that Sunday that it came out, and I also remember Charlottesville because the first mention I heard of it was actually Bill Maher's show the Friday before, and they were talking about how the Nazis were marching in Virginia, and my reaction was what? So like guys with MAGA hats or something? Like I don't. Whenever you say Nazis or white supremacists or whatever, I I think like it's overstated. Yeah. And then I saw the Tiki Torch stuff and like the Jews will not replace us chanting and stuff. Just a few Nazis. The majority yeah. of people there were like, we're not racist. The point is it was, it was, um, it was unique from other events. Like there were people there who were definitely more hardcore than previous events. And that was sort of the thing that stood out to me was all the wolf crying prior, calling everyone Nazis, everyone white nationalists or whatever had totally numbed me and totally made me skeptical to the to the claim that like those people even existed in any capacity, you know. Yeah. So I I definitely remember Charlottesville, and of course Charlottesville was met with a bunch of Antifa people, and there was violent clashes throughout the day, and then Trump got in all that trouble for saying, "Look, there were good and bad people on both sides, and I condemn violence on all sides." It was the both sides thing, like oh, ooh, one side was Nazis and the other was anti-Nazis. There's only good and bad. When Look, I said at the time, and I still believe to this day, there were definitely bad influences on both sides of what happened there. And I think what happened this time around confirms that. So for everybody who was ultra critical of the president of the both sides rhetoric at the time, just explain to me what's going on here in Charlottesville, particularly on Saturday night, if you don't believe that there are any bad people who are the counter Nazis or whatever. Because all these counter Nazis, these Antifa and lefty groups and stuff, they return to Charlottesville on Saturday night because it's the one year anniversary of the Unite the Right rally mm-hmm. from 2017, uh, where Heather Heyer was killed, of course. It was an estimated 200 people demonstrating. During the day was peaceful, as we'll hear uh, in NBC's report. And actually, I, that, that is what I see. It, it's peaceful, but idiotic. Like they're chanting at the cops, the, uh, the police and the Klan go hand in hand all cops are racist, those sorts of things. And then by the evening, it actually does start to get physical and violent. There are scuffles with police and they actually harass and assault reporters no, who are there to, to take a video of what's going on there. So uh, let's see, we got some video clips here of people on the scene in Charlottesville. This is Saturday night in Charlottesville. First Saturday during the day. Cops and the Klan go hand in hand. Cops and the Klan go hand in hand. Look at that fat queer guy. All cops are racist. Okay, now the now it starts to get a little bit violent at uh, toward the end of the night. Some scuffles, and they start chanting, "All cops are bastards." 
And they start doing the Melissa click and telling people to stop filming. And then this next one, some guy actually gets in the face of uh, an NBC reporter and calls him like a uh, a snitch media a media snitch or something like that, and hits his camera. So that's this guy. fuck you, snitch ass news bitch. Fuck you. What's that? Oh, I don't know why the video. Oh, I guess we don't actually have the video clip, but that's the audio. Fuck you, snitch ass news bitch. Fuck you. What's fuck that? you, snitch ass news bitch. Fuck you, and he hits the camera out of his hand. Good. That's what the leftist media gets. Explain. I know. I, I just love that there's some that there's some cannibalism going on. Like they create ah. this climate of violence, and then they turn on the media. Fine. I, I don't care. Fine. Uh, well, I do find it interesting that uh, so far very little heard from Mister. I'm so unsafe as a reporter, Jim Acosta. Yeah, remember that he's uh, not saying not anything. I remember he was saying everything about how Trump makes him unsafe, but he has nothing to say about this unsafe environment. Uh, I just his, your video. His CNN uh, colleague, one second, I'll put it back on. His CNN colleague, Brian Stelter, uh, actually did speak up on Twitter saying, unacceptable behavior by a protester in Charlottesville last night, violently swatting away a journalist's camera. Fine. I asked, I asked the journalist for more info. He referred me to his tweets, which he described. And he described the protest as almost exclusively Antifa at this point. Yeah, but if, if they had done this to some right-wing YouTuber, nobody would have given a shit. It's because it was NBC. Hmm. I am not able to turn my camera back on for now. Is it I mean, not streaming? Um, no, it is streaming. Oh, they can see me. But, as long but, as they can see Yeah. Um, so let's let that hang out for now. Maybe I can fix it in the next Super Chat segment. Okay, no problem. Strange, but uh, anyway. Or maybe the camera finally died. The camera that feeds to you is an old camera, so I wouldn't be surprised if it decided to just quit just it's to fine, die as long off. as it's not causing show problems no i don't need to see your ugly mug anyway yeah that's all right uh so they um the the other egregious part of this was so that that guy was a local nbc reporter who was actually attacked and they just they it, smashed the camera out of his hand that was, they didn't like yes that. yeah and NBC, national NBC comes on the news on Sunday morning and covers this. Doesn't mention that a, a, a journalist from their own uh, company was assaulted by these Antifa people, although they do say they were leftist protesters. But they just pivot right away to the D.C. rally. Uh, they, they, this happened last night, but guess what? There's a bunch of white nationalists coming who are going to be in D.C. So here's the Sunday morning reporting this morning on NBC. But let's begin this morning with the one-year anniversary of the deadly white supremacist protest in Charlottesville and the death of Heather Heyer. Demonstrations in Charlottesville during the day on Saturday were peaceful, but got out of hand last night as leftist Antifa protesters lashed out at the media and the police. Today, a large rally is planned in Washington, D.C., with a big police presence to meet them. NBC's Garrett Haight is there for us. Garrett, good morning. Hey, good morning, Willie. Yeah, D.C. police will be flooding this area later today, trying to keep separate groups of white nationalists and counter-protesters, even as they converge on this small hmm. park later tonight. Just some anti-media rhetoric, which, yes, that's true. But there was also the part where they're attacking journalists. Dude. Yeah, what about that? From your own network, even. 
and talking about some numbers would be nice too. Like the four legit white nationalists that are here. And then how many Antifa were there? Yeah. So that actually happened during the day today. So let's take a look at the article here. Something like two dozen actual white nationalists show up to DC. They had, uh, this, this was unite the right Two. it was called, it was organized by Jason Kessler. There were hundreds of protesters oh, and police, yeah. two des two dozen white nationalists. And this group, they had their rally planned and permitted from 5 30 PM to 7 30 PM. Um, but they actually, and that was for today, but they actually headed back to Virginia shortly after five. So nothing huh. even happened. They didn't even do their speaking. You can see the photos here in the local news coverage are all just Antifa, black lives matter, just anti-Nazi people, cops. There's, there are, there's no, there's no Nazi KKK white nationalist presence even. Don't these people from Antifa have jobs? They live to counter protest. It seems like it's all they do. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, this is given a ton of media coverage. It's, it's highlighted over even the, the, the assault of journalists in, in Charlottesville. And it's something like 20 guys who showed up, didn't even do their event and left. This is presented as some kind of like national con- not just concern, but like national threat to safety. It's, it's, it's just silliness. Uh, but, but again, I want to emphasize to so, so all the people who, a year ago said, no, listen, there's one good side and one bad side. Okay. Explain to me when, when the bad side is gone, like it was this year, why is the good side? Why, why are there still assaults happening? Why are they still calling all cops racist and saying they're KKK members? Why is that still happening? Yeah. Who, was it just the good guys out on, on Saturday night? They would say yes. Hmm. And you know, Trump even took a lot of flack for this because he tweeted out sometime over the weekend. It's the one year anniversary of Charlottesville. I condemn racism of all forms and want unity for all Americans. And they even ripped that because it wasn't specific enough. It didn't condemn white supremacism specifically. People Whatever. Were all up in arms this is about why that. he shouldn't even bother. Yeah. It's just like, okay, it's not good enough to condemn all racism and call for unity for all people. It has to be specifically anti-white or something like that. It, it's just nonsense. They'll always find fault. He should apologize for nothing and denounce nobody. Hmm. Nobody should be playing this disavowal game. Well, that, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's not just disavowing like all bad things. You have to disavow specifically who you, who they want you to disavow. They'll never be satisfied though. So we shouldn't even bother. I suppose so. Speaking of Antifa violence, Mr. Bike Lock Man is free. I know. So, Should we watch this footage first? Maybe we yeah, I think that's helpful because there's been so many Antifa assaults and issue and like instances of violence. Yeah. That um, that you kind of forget which one was which. So this was one of those free speech rallies, April fifteenth, twenty seventeen, and there's this Eric Clanton who at the time was a part time professor of philosophy, I think, at something called Diablo whatever the college he was at Diablo university, something like oh, that. This article says East Bay. I just assumed that was. Oh, East Bay college. Is that, is that the East Bay college? It might be an East Bay college unless there's the East Bay college. I don't know. I just assumed that, but I guess I thought it was Diablo like... something. It doesn't really matter. He was a part-time professor of, at yeah. some college in the area. Philosophy. I think, I think that matters. That <laughs> is correct. And it was in Berkeley yeah. and there was some sort of conflict. Uh, 
And he, this Eric Clanton guy has a bike lock and he smacks this guy who's trying to mediate the bike lock or he's trying to mediate the conflict in the head with a bike lock, busts his head open and the guy right. is bleeding everywhere. So yep. as a reminder, here's what that looked like a year and change ago. Oh! A vicious hit. A masked man swung a bike U-lock over a Trump supporter's head. The victim, in a red sriracha hot sauce t-shirt, was playing peacemaker and trying to break up a confrontation. Police say the U-lock attacker is this man, 28-year-old Eric Clanton, Ugh. a former part-time professor at Diablo Valley College. Police say it's this man, social justice Captain Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's who that is. That's very accurate. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, tell me, so, okay, so I didn't actually have time to read about the grounds. He, all I know is he, he only has probation for this. He's not yes, going to jail. Yes, so so tell me about Eric why. Clanton, this, this fucking philosophy douche, um, he was charged with four counts of felony assault with a deadly weapon causing great bodily injury because he was videotaped, obviously, um, committing an assault on this 20-year-old student, Sean Stiles. Um, Alameda, Alameda County Superior Court's records show that he entered a no contest plea this Wednesday to one misdemeanor battery charge while the felony charges against him were completely dismissed. Do we know, like, why would the prosecutor do that? So this is some kind of plea deal or something? Why? I don't know. Probably because he was sympathetic. Oh, um, God, this sucks. And the allegation that he had caused serious bodily injury was stricken entirely. But he, and that's the thing too. recall, which is proven. This is just the one we have on video, right? right the the right. accusation are, is that he did this to several people. The police had claimed that he attacked at least three people with the lock and court papers attested that he hit at least seven people in the head. And then one of his victims needed five staples. I'm not sure if it was this guy or another one. I did not know this prior, but some of the evidence against him or the way they found him, because remember, he was all covered up in Antifa stuff. A camera was found with selfies of Clanton wearing black clothing and facial coverings. So he was taking selfies at his stupid protest Do you know if he event. is still uh, employed at that college? I don't think he is. I think I saw a former. But, I can't um, remember. I think we talked about this closer to the incident. Yeah, uh, I don't know for sure, but I would say with more confidence than not that he is not at the college that he was at the time, if he is at any college at all. Man, um, this guy, this, people need to hunt him down. You know what else I can't figure out, but I haven't spent a lot of much time looking at recently is like, what the hell's going on with Yvette Falarka's court case? It oh, seems yeah, like they're, and that. that's a different, that one's in Sa whatever county Sacramento is in. It's not the same, it's not Alameda County like this one, but it does seem like we have plenty of examples of prosecutors in California going really light on these kind of activist people, even though they're violent. Remember, yeah. Yvette Falarka violently attacked someone at, at the Capitol. This guy obviously violently attacks at least one person, bloodying him, and he's going to have probation. How much? How how long of probation is it again? Three years. Three years. Okay, so if it so doesn't matter, it's probation. Who cares? All he has to do is not get in trouble for three years. It shouldn't he's be that not hard. Commit any crimes. Yeah. Right. It, it was the felony charge that really mattered. The multiple felony charges. It's so <sighs> ridiculous. Completely dismissed. So now he just has a misdemeanor, and you know uh, the three years of probation. It's just interesting. You know, and that, that felony charge obviously is very significant. If he obviously if he's a convicted felon, he's not going to be voting. He's not going to be buying guns. You know, a state that's all up in arms about gun safety and stuff lets a guy like this go. He can go into the gun shop and buy guns. Yeah. That's fine. 
Yeah, totally. Even though he assaults several people on the street for having different political beliefs. And another shout out. I know we did this last time, but shout out to 4chan that found this guy just based on his attire and some identifying characteristics. Yeah. Uh, good for them. I remember at the time they were doing like facial overlays with his masked face in the video and it's seeing so if great. the eyes lined up and all that stuff. Good for Man, uh, what have they been up to? It seems like I've, it's, uh, this is not a shot at 4chan. I would never do such a I thing. I would never we'd, do that. We'll be taken off immediately. Um, but it seems like they had that great run of just, what were they calling it? Weaponized autism, basically. But they yeah. had the Shia LaBeouf stuff. They had this. Uh, they, they were like, they were on this incredible um, I don't know. They were just like becoming incredible investigators. It just seems like I've seen a little, it's been a little while since I've seen an incredible investigative case from them. Uh, what, what is yeah, happening? I mean, what am I missing? Turn their attention to some Jared Holt retribution. I definitely do not endorse any of that at all. I disavow. I can't see your face, but I know what your face is saying <laughs> to the audience. You're saying do it for Chan. I disavow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, oh uh, but that, that's that's all I got to say on this. Uh, unless you have more, we can move on to the compound, but we should probably take a break before we do that. Uh, yeah, we should take a break. This story is so fucked up. Oh my God. Actually, um, here's what I'm going to do. As, as in an effort to fix my camera for you, I'm going to take a real quick break and reload the page, our video, like our conferencing room. Okay. So just take a quick break, reload it, and we'll come back, okay? Wait, I need to do it too? Yeah, just hit reload on it. Okay. All right, let's try it. There we go. It's actually kind of hard to do the show without being able to see your face. Yeah, yeah, there are visual cues and stuff like that that I think are helpful. So cool, we solved it. Uh, Travis With minimal Kelly. technical interruption. <laughs> yeah, Very thanks. proud of myself. <laughs> Good. Thank you for that. Uh, Travis Kelly, first time donation to anyone. Longtime listener, best intro yet. Cheers, y'all. Wow, oh, well, thank you. first donation ever to anybody. That's great. Appreciate that. And Alex Jones really deserves the credit, not me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did yeah. make it great. Uh, and of course, and of course uh, Joe Rogan for getting that genius bit out of him about the the fallen one that's not of this world. <laughs> yeah, was that Joe Rogan that was like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I love that clip so much. I, as um as kind of a part-time Joe Rogan listener, like I listen depending on the guest, uh, I would say that the Alex Jones episode is probably the best episode that has ever aired. He had a great interview with Macaulay Culkin this week. I was listening to that today, and I almost tuned out when he was talking about his shit. But I, I just listened I to the blurb. I didn't listen to the whole. I think it was two hours. But oh, uh, yeah, at the start, he talks all about his bowel movements. In case you were wondering what the Home Alone kid, how he's been shitting lately. But he seems out. really down to earth and normal. That's... Yeah, yeah. Well, that would, that's how the show starts. His show is like, wow, I can't believe how normal you are. And he's yeah. like, yeah, well, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Agent Flippy, the amount of blue checks jumping all over Jack for saying that Alex Jones did not Twitter, did not violate Twitter terms of service is uh, why he hasn't been banned was astounding. They want tougher rules. Yeah, yeah. Everybody... I, I saw um, Huffington Post front page going after Jack Dorsey because uh, ripping him for his principles or whatever. And I was trying to urge, I was jokingly urging Jack on Twitter, you should ban Huffington Post for hate speech. They post plenty on their website all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if they got a taste of their own medicine? Wouldn't it be great if people advocating for arbitrary censorship got arbitrarily censored? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. so they could see for a second, oh, this sucks. We should stop doing it. They wouldn't do that, though. Hmm. Uh, Rainer Chen. Hi guys. May not catch the full show. We'll watch you tomorrow. 
I heard uh, that Jared Holt tattled on Alex Jones because Jones ranted about the chemicals in the water and yeah. Holt was born and raised in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a, a sea creature. Uh, evil zombie toe Matt and I once made love during a zombie uprising. His M249 jammed after <laughs> firing nothing but blanks. If you know what I mean, we do know what you mean. Anyway, Fuck. it was tragically gory and that's how I got my username. His name is tragically gory. It's evil zombie toe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Our 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 South African friend, yeah, the guy he called in on Wednesday talking about, uh, talking about the saw, the M two four nine. You guys are queers. That's yeah. Agent yeah. Flippy again. Can y'all interview Andy Worski and find out what the hell happened? I was never a large fan on the whole blood sports idea, but I miss his earlier content and, in my opinion, the better streams. You know, Andy has a good history of bouncing back. So whatever's going on his channel, which I haven't really been following, um. I think I think he will rise again. He'll find his new spot. Internet he, blood sports. We all we always knew that it was going to be short. But. I haven't been paying attention. Is he still uploading? Is he still streaming, or is he taking a break? Yeah, but I think he's streaming intermittently, and like the downvotes are really bad. And I think his See, channel purging subscribers, hemorrhaging subscribers. That's the trouble too. And obviously, Andy doesn't necessarily need my advice because he created something that did very very well and his channel is still way bigger than both of them yeah yeah um but i would say this for the person who had questions earlier too if you want to get into the podcasting or streaming game consistency is so important like what right. how have we been able to build this show because we do it every sunday and wednesday with almost zero exception and then even when we don't want to <laughs> yeah and sometimes i'm really stoked to do it and sometimes i'm like oh. sometimes i don't like the topics we're talking about or sometimes i know that i'm going to take an unpopular stance on something that uh, yeah going to piss yeah. people off uh so there are definitely times I don't want to do it, but if you're serious about it, you gotta be, it's gotta be consistent. I, mean, I don't think consistency was his problem. I think that people just got burned out on the blood sports thing. Hmm. And you know, sometimes there's just too much internet drama. I was just numb to it. I avoid internet drama as much as I can yeah. for a bunch of reasons, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Redicus, oddly, I haven't heard anyone talk about the Ghost Gunner mini mill that was developed alongside the Liberator. An 80% hmm. AR-15 lower is 1,000% deadlier. Hmm. Huh. I, I, have, I haven't heard about that either. Yeah, to your point, I have actually not heard much about this. Uh, notes behind the bar. Matt and I once made love on a 3D printer after 13 hours of preparation. He pulled my trigger once and I exploded all over the place. You guys are just... <laughs> Gay! Stuff I have to read on this show. But I did it with a string. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From far away. From I didn't far... want to get any of that splash. You know? Ew. <laughs> I feel like I'll see. Oh, God, another one. Matt and I once made love All on right. a stolen airliner. I engaged full power and took Matt straight to the Mile High Club before extending the flaps for a bumpy landing, if you know what I mean. Also, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Half our sounders are just to express how gay. Stuff is. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's true. Uh, Prolil G in 1996. Glad I get to see the show live for a change and be reassured. I'm still here, always here, drawing sexy fear dragons. One of your female listeners here. I love you guys. All right. Appreciate and it. And 1996. Nice. That means that she's Generation Z, right? She's 21. I don't know what the exact boundary is, but she's yeah. right on the boundary of, of millennial and Z. Young uh, female listeners. That is awesome. Awesome. Yes. That is that is cool. Uh Redicus, they're putting my fiber, they're putting fiber in my alley and fucked up my internet. So I'm watching on my phone. Mm. So I'm going to get my weekly contribution to the Fuhr and the GIMP. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, um, if they're putting fiber in, hopefully you can get fiber. 
Fiber's yeah. sweet. It is. It's great. Uh, Agent Flippy, I think a lot of people are excited about the banning uh, that are of the conservative mindset are on board with the banning because they see Alex as a very poor portrayal of what a conservative is. You're relevant. I, that's such a stupid argument to me. Um, because who decides what speech is and isn't acceptable? We need to allow all speech that isn't, you know, directing somebody to be violent yeah. or pedophilic. You know, the obvious exceptions here. The, uh, to me, it's like the matters. sillier it is, the the less threatening right, it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not calling her comments stupid. It's the people yeah. making that argument. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the sillier or more fringe the speech, the less we should worry about it because the easier it is to dismiss. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really that hard to? If, do you consider Alex Jones's gay bomb or gay, like a gay chemicals in the water argument that threatening? If so, y- you should be able to research it and dismiss it right. pretty quickly. Qu- quickly and easily, exactly. I just hate this no platforming. Uh, Philip J. Fry, let's just do a few more right now. I don't want to seem pushy, but have either of you seen Frame Games Diversity Industry video yet? No, we haven't. I'm not a patron, but here's my $30 in three weeks. And then at least two other viewers, a ten dollars enough. Sad face. I mean, we it's it's mostly that we get off the show and we just wind down because it's hard to put the show together, and I'm tired afterwards. Yeah, and I, then I just forget about it. <laughs> I didn't take a break at all today, really, no, except for I to eat. Finished, yeah, last week my break on Sunday was mowing the lawn. <laughs> so you know, old. I get up at eight and I start working on the show, and then I took an hour break to mow yeah. the lawn, and then you know. It's, just believe it or not, we spend a lot of time putting the stream together, yeah, but I enjoy doing it. I, I never want that interpreted as complaining. That's I will just... do my best at this moment in time to commit to memory to watching this frame game video, which several people have told us to watch. Send me, uh, has, I, I'm probably saying the same thing I said last time and maybe I missed it in my inbox, but if you have a link, send it, send it my way. Email inbox. Uh, Viral journey. Philip DeFranco is a soy boy faggot from California who reads celebrity gossip and makes videos playing with his wife's son. Who gives a shit what he thinks? I think that's his you kid, right? Absolute son of a bitch. It, I'm pretty sure it is his kid, yeah. Um, but I agree with you with everything else. Uh, let's just do two <laughs> in more. In spirit, right in spirit, it's, it's his, yeah. it's his wife's son. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, I like puppies. I also love good, beautiful things. Random faggotism testing the AI, which so great puppy butterfly. What? <laughs> that sounds like some kind of Alex Jones inspired bit but speaking Probably. of faggotism we'll get to that in a little bit yeah, with these yeah. hoax hating lesbians uh, last one for right now from Radicus, the unite the right organizer tried to become a proud boy and was rejected i don't know anything oh, about interesting guy, just his name he was the organizer of charlotte right or charlottesville you mean yeah. he well he organized this the second one maybe i i presume maybe he was an organizer of the first one i can't remember i uh, i don't know i mean honestly i guess i should know these things but it, again do i care that like two dozen people with potentially fringe beliefs decided to ha- have a, a speaking event in DC. No, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. If there's thousands of them and they're threatening to round up certain minority ethnicities and put them in camps or kill them. Okay. Then, then I'm, I'll pay then attention. But yeah, two dozen. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Oh God. You want to talk about this horrible story? The media is glossing over. Um, yeah. So, I, another story I didn't wasn't able to put as much time to understanding today as as I would hope because I can't emphasize enough how seriously screwed up a story this is. We have some kind of bizarre remote Islamic compound where two guys are running some sort of child training ring where the children are starving but also being taught how, like 
weapons techniques to go shoot up a school. And by the way, the son, one of the suspects is the son of, of this imam, Siraj Wahaj, this Brooklyn, this guy who lives in Brooklyn, who was, was a co-conspirator allegedly on the 93 World Trade Center bombing. The guy who's like a, a mentor of Linda yeah. Sarsour, too. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So tell me about I'll, I'll run what happened here. I'll run you the facts on then, this one. I'm going to got... butcher some of these names, though. Sure. One of these articles up. Yeah, I've got the Washington Post piece. Sweet. Okay. Siraj Ibn Wahaj. He was wanted on suspicion that he had abducted his three-year-old son. So and this is this is the son of the imam, right? Uh, Siraj. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Even though he, he has was the same wanted name on suspicion of kidnapping his three-year-old son that he had with another woman, who right. I believe lived. In yeah. So, so the son of controversial imam guy kidnaps the grandson of controversial imam guy. Right. And this is like back in the fall or something. It's been eight months. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was arrested along with four other adults after Taos County officials raided this crazy compound in the midst of, of like random rural desert Amalia, New Mexico. And this was on hmm. Friday. Yeah. Um, prosecutors on Wednesday asked a judge to have the five suspects, which were Abdul Ghani's father, Siraj Wahaj, and then the man's sisters, Hujra Wahaj and Sabana Wahaj, and then Lucas Morton, who was the property owner, and I believe his wife, um, held in jail without bail because the property owner apparently knew that all this was going on, didn't turn these people into the police. Oh, do you know if that's the guy who's in the Today Show story that I have linked? I'll play that uh, in a I'm minute not sure. so we can get some Lucas of the images. Morton? I, I don't know. Maybe they'll say his name in it. Um, and then Wahaj, like you mentioned, is the son of a Brooklyn imam, also named Siraj Wahaj. Yeah, that's where I kept getting confused is because they have yeah. the same name. Who was named by prosecutors as an unindicted co-conspirator in the 93 World Trade Center bombing. Uh, so the, the, the plot thickens. The suspected child abductor, he was found with 11 children and four other adults at this squalid New Mexico compound. And they were training them to use assault rifles in preparation for school shootings. And also, um, there was a body of a three-year-old boy that was found. So presumably, it's this abducted son. And apparently, some of the children recovered from this site have said they to said, investigators yeah. that, that the remains discovered are of this missing grandson. Yeah, they said that they saw him take out the boy and wash the body twice and then bury the boy. So yeah. I'm sure that, that it was him. When, when they say training with assault rifles, do you know, did they list any of the weapons recovered? I wonder if, do they mean automatic weapons or do they just mean like, you know. I'm actually not sure. I, I don't remember reading about it, but it, but it seemed like they had a fucking arsenal and like they were doing serious jihadist training hmm. on a daily basis. That's all they were doing. The kids were malnourished. They were between the ages of one and 15. Yeah. Okay, so to get some more images of what is actually or was actually going on in New Mexico, I've got this uh, Today Show report, and they talked to the to the property owner a little bit. Here's what that looks and sounds like. This is where 11 children lived, and I want to show you this. This is a trailer that is basically buried in the ground. You can imagine 11 children living in these conditions. A disturbing mix of trash, ruined toys, and the evidence of a lethal arsenal. Human remains were also found here. Authorities still have not confirmed whether the body is that of a missing three-year-old boy. But after last Friday's raid, guns, ammunition, and other potential pieces of evidence were left behind. Found two GoPros, a video camera, a laptop. There were two phones sitting in that truck, like so cell phones. You found evidence. I mean, yeah. this is... And then found his passport, uh, Siraj's passport, 
that had actually sewn. He had been to Saudi Arabia. Property owner Jason Badger says that's not. Oh, okay, so this is a different guy. This is Jason Badger. Nope, that's not him. That's not the guy who's in jail. Didn't it say the property owner was in jail, though? Uh, yeah, that was Lucas something or another. Yeah, weird. Okay, so some discrepancy on who actually owns the property or, or whatever. But this is one of the guys who actually had been calling the cops on this site previously. And this apparently, this site has been in existence for a while, all the while people are trying to get it investigated. All investigators missed. So they dug this tunnel out. He says law enforcement should have acted months ago when he and his wife first alerted them that an abducted child, three-year-old Abdul Ghani Wahaj, was there. The boy allegedly kidnapped from Georgia by his father. An innocent child that's sick and here in pain, suffering. Imam Siraj Wahaj, a controversial leader of this Brooklyn mosque, says he has been cooperating with police ever since his grandson's abduction in November. We've been meeting with law enforcement from day one. Police called the suspects who were arrested and charged with child abuse Muslim extremists. And in court filings, prosecutors say at least one of the children had been trained to shoot assault weapons in preparation for school shootings. The father of the other male suspect, Lucas Morton, says he doesn't believe the accusation. Oh, so that's the Lucas guy. That's the other. There oh, were the two... father of the other suspect. Yes. Ah, yeah. okay. I mean, and then his dad, I love this quote from his dad. That's like, oh, I don't believe it. It's just, you know, your typical anti-Muslim lies and propaganda. Doesn't believe. Yeah. Does he not believe this compound existed? Or... Yeah. I mean, just what, listen what to what is he's... he refuting? Yeah. yeah. Listen to what he says. Patience. I think it's just uh, propaganda and lies. You know, the usual lies that, you know, people put on Muslims. It's <laughs> just the usual lies about having desert compounds yeah. where you have malnourished children being trained to yeah. commit terrorist attacks. Buried, kidnapped children, arsenals, underground trailers. Yeah. The, the usual Muslim lies, the, the typical ones that you hear. I, I, w- I wish he elaborated more because I, I would like to see him look at that imagery and explain to me, okay, what's the lie? Is the lie that they were training it's kids to do school shootings? It's just propaganda. Or is the lie- like, no matter what, they lived in basically a tire fort in yeah. the middle of the desert. Is that, do, you just, do you grant that? Don't you think it's a little weird that they lived in a tire fort with how many kids? Like a dozen kids living there or something? Is, that's, is that not true? It was 11 kids, but then I guess at some point there were 12. Um, I, I, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> apparently I was told too, did you see the wives of these, these men, those three wives? Yeah, some were sisters, but it's still unclear oh, or who, sisters. Okay. who was... The mother of some of the children. I mean, it, it's unclear who. Born. I was told before we went live, but I did not have time to look this up. I was told the prison outfits of those women were pretty hilarious because they try to be culturally sensitive with the prison outfits. Really? Yeah, but I could not confirm this. I wish oh. I had images of what these prison burkas basically looked like. Prison burkas. I gotta Google that now. I I, I this unconfirmed this is just what somebody told me or like prison hijabs or something like that i I don't know what they were in but um but yeah i I guess it 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 does seem very disheartening that something like this could exist for months in america yeah and even uh this part of this piece explains too uh the police doing the investigation were kind of so far, they've been kind of handcuffed because they had warrants for very specific pieces of evidence and information. So they actually couldn't take a lot of evidence from this camp. Mm-hmm. New Mexico law is particularly strict about warrants and what you're allowed to search for and what you're allowed to take. So I don't know if it's a product of New Mexico law, which appears to handcuff police pretty tightly in terms of 
search warrant process and the searching process, or if it's a product of political correctness, people not investigating this because they kind of knew what was going on. They didn't want to be racist. I'm not exactly sure why this was a thing in the desert for months, but I am glad that apparently this was busted up before we have some Islamic inspired school shooting. Yeah, totally. Or before more of the kids die. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, And, and the, the child who died is his own son. That's I, there's no explanation why he was just sick or something like that or what? I don't know. That's the implication. He didn't really have a reason to kill his own son. All the kids were pretty malnourished though. And they weren't, they clearly weren't getting any medical attention. So it stands to reason that if he fell ill. And why does it, did it say why there were so, so there are 11 children recovered where they, people were bringing them for bringing them there for training purposes or why were these children being brought there? Uh, it's not, it's not super clear how huh. the kids came about. I mean, some of them were presumably the children of some of these women. Okay. I but, just wonder like, like how many of these kids were outsiders to that family and were be like, if they were outsiders to the family coming there for training purposes, that's even worse. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, in any case, or, you know, I mean, it, it's all propaganda, the typical anti-Muslim lies. Uh, don't eliminate that Just possibility. Just typical lies. Just yeah. your typical anti-Muslim lies. Okay. Do you have any more to say about that? I mean, no, I can't believe this shit's happening in America, though. It's, it is. Um, <laughs> is it strange that I want to see, like, the construction process on this compound, too? Like, how they put it together? It's made of caves and tires and tarps. <laughs> It, I, I mean, how did this thing come to be? Was there a blueprint? I, I don't know. It, I'm just, it, it's strange that, uh, well, I don't know. You, you, it can't be that expensive to build something a little bit nicer on the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. But. Yeah, I'm sure they were limited by their low IQ. Hmm. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Democrats can't help themselves. Okay. That was a poor I, transition. I love I love chronicling all the spectacular Democratic politician failures. Don't you have a sounder for this? Yes, I do. I know you love this Nancy Pelosi face. I do. That I took now, from Google Images and, and not properly crediting. Democrats will miraculously so lose in 2018 like and beyond. Just win, baby. It's a sports term. It's a warrior sports term. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi is speaking to a immigration activist group in El Paso, Texas on Wednesday. This is one of those Nancy Pelosi clips that I had to listen to like five times because I'm thinking <laughs> she can't be saying what I think she's saying. No. I must be mishearing or misinterpreting. She says we have to put Democrats in Congress in the fall so that they can give political leverage to illegal immigrants. That sounds like I'm speaking an yeah, exaggerated it's, terms. No, no, it's, it's pretty accurate. Listen to what she said. But everything is about time, and we want to shorten the distance, as your question indicated, between what we think is inevitable for America, they think is uh, uh, inconceivable. We believe that we will have leverage when we win in November. And why that's important? Because it gives leverage to every family, to every mom who courageously brought her child across the desert to escape, to escape death rape, gang violence, and the rest. Okay, I mean, okay. It's time to put Nana in home. <laughs> Democrats. If I, want, if I want to be as generous as I can, she never says illegal. 
but you know, walking across the desert, all that it implies that's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, just using the term leverage in that way, it's like she got her talking points and and her, you know, inner conscious and her truth just the wires cross and then she just kind of said a talking point and then revealed what she actually meant by it. Like I was watching this and I was like, did she seriously just yeah. say that? We need to put Democrats in power. Otherwise we won't reach the inevitability that illegal immigrants will be politically empowered in this country. Okay. You run on that. Go ahead. Oh my God. Meanwhile, did you see this? I don't know how much to rip on this ad because I can't tell what he actually means, but there's Sean Patrick Maloney running for New York attorney general. And I love watching these kind of cringy political ads. It seems like we have a new one every week. This is being criticized as violence advocacy or kind of a quasi violent ad. I don't know how much of it is metaphor and how much of it isn't, but basically he runs this ad and he says, and this ad is called the fight. And at the end, he says, quote, I feel like there's a group of men led by Donald Trump who have showed up at the front yard and they're getting ready to tear this house apart. And I'm going to stand in the hallway with a baseball bat because I don't have any choice. This is a weird thing to say in a political ad, but check this out. This is Sean Patrick. That was the least of my problems with this ad. Okay. Well, I'm sure you have more. Yes. Sean Patrick Maloney is running for the family he fought to put together and the marriage he fought to have. For every hate crime victim he defended in the White House, and every immigrant family or neglected veteran he helped as a congressman. But mostly he's running for attorney general because this is a fight there's just no running from. I feel like there's a group of men led by Donald Trump who have shown up in the front yard and they're getting ready to tear this house apart. And I'm gonna stand in the hallway with a baseball bat because I don't have any choice. My kids are upstairs asleep. What? Gay? <laughs> I. I mean, people are ripping that as violent. I guess I'm willing to grant that he's speaking metaphorically, but it's still a bizarre metaphor. You, you mean to tell me that you actually believe that your political opposition is metaphorically standing in your lawn ready to to do harm to your home? Okay, fair enough. But I, I guess I don't interpret that as a call to violence, just a super cringe, disconnected with reality nonsense. But you said you had some... No, it's some... it's the patchwork family thing. It's like a family that has been created out of an attempt to virtue signal. Yeah, look like, how look gay at my we super are. Queer husband and my multiracial children. <laughs> and look Everybody how black our adopted kids yeah. are. Make sure to take note. Yeah, we will not be banned. <laughs> yeah, I do cringe at that. Uh, it, it's not it's not because I I look down on that if that's what you want to do or whatever. It's because it is put out there as though it is inherently virtuous. Like right. you're saying like, yeah. okay, well, I mean, why is that better or worse than white guy with a white nuclear family? Why is that worse? Uh, yeah. They Maybe. would say that it's because it's the family they, they chose or something like <sighs> that. Or like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say here, hmm. uh, but I don't have to think that you're a good person because you adopted some black kids and you married a dude. Like, Sorry. We're seeing this frequently too. Remember the ad they had previously, that guy running in Massachusetts who had, what's the number one way I piss off Donald Trump? And then he oh, kissed yeah. his weird, his weird uh, deer in the headlights husband on the, on the lips in the ad. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. a lot of look how gay we are going on. In, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> in the Democratic ads this year. All right. Um, this was big news this week. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this news with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because I thoroughly enjoy most news with her because she, well, as Tom Perez described, is the future of the, um, of the Democratic Party. She's so embarrassing. 
and continues to to say silly things. Yeah. So Shapiro talks about her frequently on his show. And because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has frequently said, oh, the Republicans are so afraid of me. Remember when, when we talked about the Ali Stuckey satire interview? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's response was, look, the, the Republicans are so afraid to discuss with me, they have to fake interviews to make me look bad. That Idiot. was her response. So Shapiro, among other things she said, Shapiro says, look, not only will I discuss with you, I will pay you $10,000 for political purposes, even though you can't pay that much. But, you know, I'll give you a lot of money for political for your campaign or I'll donate $10,000 to the charity of your choice, either to have a formal debate like he had with Jank last year or you can come on my Sunday show for an hour and we'll just have kind of an informal discussion and talk about these ideas. And this got a lot of Twitter traction because Ben's got a big following and people would want to see that debate, myself included. I would grab the popcorn and the Coors Light and sit down in the recliner and have a great evening were that to occur. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez replies to this kind of Twitter, I don't even want to say pressure, but obviously this was getting a lot of steam on Twitter. She says, Just like catcalling, I don't owe a response to unsolicited requests from men with bad intentions. And also like catcalling, for some reason they feel entitled to one. I don't don't even know what to say about that. I mean, trying to cast Ben Shapiro as some, like, masculine, sexist guy. It it just doesn't jive. It's not an appropriate characterization. Yeah. Um... Uh, to take the blonde take too here she's 29 i think she should she could use a little cat calling perhaps yeah clock's ticking you need some cat calling alexandria yeah, yeah, really. and and also uh, she's she's got those those crazy eyes she's she's real real crazy looking yeah I, every woman likes to be catcalled. Come on. <laughs> well and the idea that uh, to a certain extent you know obviously you don't like I'm, I'm sure you don't want to be endlessly harassed by hobos on the seattle streets or something like that but you know some guy gives you a little whistle or whatever but where why is she even drawing this he's he's trying to invite her into uh an intellectual debate and yeah. then she immediately throws it into the the stratosphere of, of her sexuality why Right. It, it, it's just equating a discussion for across the aisle or equating an offer for across the aisle discussion with harassment. She's calling yeah. him a, a harasser for this. And the, the great irony, of course, is, too, that she's got a massive double standard on this. Recall that she ousted incumbent Democrat Joe Crowley in her primary earlier in the spring or early summer. And one of the big controversies in in that election was Crowley didn't debate her. He sent a campaign representative to debate her. So here she is in May saying, my opponent seems to be avoiding debate and isn't acknowledging me. It's just the two of us. So this weekend I stopped by his office, said hello and asked for a debate in person. I'm the first congressional challenger in 14 years. The Bronx and Queens deserved another options. Meanwhile. So, okay. So in her case, she gets to actually go to someone's physical presence right. and request possibly even demand debate, not catcalling. Yeah. Yeah. Someone on the for ideologically opposed to her offers the same thing: catcalling, harassment. Th- this, this is for is, female privilege. Nobody is even calling her out on this. It's ever people on the right. Yeah, mostly people on the right. Although, did you see Jenk Uger was trying to illustrate the double standard on that because he's been, he said, "I've been trying to get Ted Cruz to debate me for years. He doesn't owe it to me or whatever. He doesn't have to give it to me if he doesn't want to." Wow. But they avoid debates too. And then Ted Cruz responded, "Stop catcalling me." <laughs> <laughs> A Ted Cruz, like, I'm not a huge Cruz guy. I think he's got kind of a 
creepy car salesman vibe that I don't like it really. But his Twitter game at times is really good. Is really on point. And yeah. you know, his uh, questioning of the tech giants was it was an excellent line of questioning. I, hmm. I have to say so. It really oh, you mean re- at the at the hearing? Yeah, yeah. Because he was also out. I think worried about this Alex Jones banning on Twitter too. He was, and he has personal beef with Alex Jones because I think Alex Jones has repeatedly said that his father was the Zodiac killer. Is that yeah, the- something like that? Yeah. I mean, he, he put his personal issues with Alex Jones aside, which I appreciate. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have Senator Chris Murphy in Connecticut who took a break from lobbying to take all your guns away to lobby for social media giants to, to censor more. He said, <laughs> not enough censorship. I can't wait. He, he said something like, this is just the first step to protecting democracy. Yeah, we protect. We, I love these, this thought. I see it frequently. Oh, we got to democratize by reducing information available to people. Brilliant. We're that's, democratizing that's by controlling information people can make democratic decisions with. Sounds great. Good idea. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Republicans, we we saw them do this earlier. Remember that ad where they, it was called Unhinged, and they just played clips of Democratic politicians and ad. leftists. Yeah, it was like, as I said at the time, I'm not a big fan of just the politics of at least we're not them because I'd like to see a more affirmative alternative. Sell me on values you actually hold instead right. of just I don't suck like they do. But I gotta admit that if you make this election a referendum on people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and the rest of some of these crazies. High likelihood you get middle middle America uh, centrist minded people, independent minded people, in addition to your base. Yeah. So they put out this ad. The GOP did. It's just Alexandria Ocasio Cortez talking, and they mix in that famous clip from Billy Madison with the guy. Just like what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. God save yourself. And that's all it is. There's not even any narration or anything. It's a it's a minute and a half ad, and I. As much as I don't really like these politics, I can't deny that this is probably effective strategy. Yeah. Check it out. Meet the future of the Democratic Party. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Um, I think it, what I meant is like the, the settlements, places where, um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, Difficulty. Do you think you can expand on that? I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. We're here in Kansas City to rally for Brent Welder. We're going to flip this seat red in November. We're going to flip this seat red in November. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Just last year, we gave the military a $700 billion uh, uh, budget increase, which they didn't even ask for. She's confusing the entire military budget, Pete, with the increase. Capitalism has not always existed in the world, and it will not always exist in the world. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. It shows that Medicare for all is actually much more, is, is actually much cheaper than the current system that we pay right now. Nancy mm. Pelosi, mm. do you recognize her as the mm. leader for the House Democrats? Of course. Why well, you- I think absolutely right now, you know, she... Go ahead, please. She is, she is the leader of, of... No, no, she, I mean... Um, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. She almost cringed you right off the stream. I know. For real. It's so bad. Like, you know, I'm I'm a cringe aficionado. 
Yeah. Because and I feel like this with Trump sometimes when he opens his mouth, I'm like, shut up, Dad, shut up. But like with her, it's just like. But I I do kind of get some joy out of it because there's there's some irony that these older Democrats like Nancy Pelosi they're rallying for these minorities and they're going to get replaced and pushed out of the party in their old age by uninformed minorities like her. It's, it's like, what are you people doing? It's so idiotic. She doesn't know shit. She doesn't well, know shit. Remember she went after Ali Stuckey hard too. And it's like, Oh, you can't, you can't take me on, you know, for real. So you have to fake it. And it's like, dude, the, the satire interview with Ali Stuckey is way less cringe than your real interview. The on real PBS. Interview. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think that your real interview is more damning. It makes me cringe harder than the satire one. At least I know the one is a joke and I know that's not a fair representation of you. And that's the point. Oh, that's why God. it's funny. Did you see that clip of her where she was like, it's not like people have Furbies and like soccer moms drive minivans. Yeah. That's not America anymore. That, that was the dumbest thing I think I've, yeah, yeah, it was very reminiscent of the Hillary quote, like, I could have stayed home and baked cookies and and been a mom, but instead I did this or whatever. You know, it was it was very dismissive of women who choose a, a quote unquote traditional life, you know? Uh, yeah, but just the way she, that she phrased it was was idiotic. She said like 10 times and it's just it's very hard to listen to her. And I am not someone who has perfect expression or vocal patterns i have those ticks too and i say um and like but she has it really bad whenever yeah. i listen to her it's very bad it's every other word type stuff uh yeah it's it's insane i mean a 28 year old crazy eyed bartender this is are, are we serious with this is this gonna happen capitalism has not always existed and it won't always exist Jeez. vote alexandria ocasio cortez state-run healthcare will be cheaper for okay because All of right. funeral expenses or whatever the yeah part. that was the part they didn't even play is like if everyone had medicare then funeral expenses would be avoided because people would stop dying i okay. had to listen to that over and over again because i i was like i don't even know what she's trying to say but when you listen to the interview in its totality it seemed like she was just uh, listing off talking points pre-prepared talking points to try to deflect that she didn't know the answer to the question Hmm. oh god okay so let's uh we got two more topics we got hoax hate and then i know you were fired up by this hbo white thoughts segment for with john ham so we should let's let's crank out a few uh super chats before let's we do, do these let's two. do them all at the end you want to do the whole okay we're gonna have a long segment at the end then that's fine okay well i was very uh this well where are my manners so we gotta get the sounder playing of course now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice we always notice and it's backwards in this case, of course. A few weeks ago, we noted this case out of Middleburg Heights, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. Recall this was this meth mouth lady and her her boyfriend guy. Flava Flav? Yes. I don't even know what to nickname him. But they had these claims that they've been basically the victim of racist vandalism or hateful vandalism at their home for a decade. And the police have not been able to solve this. They said someone burned their car out. And... 
the police, remember at the time, said, look, we would like to help them solve this. They refuse to cooperate. They won't come down to the station and give us testimony or fingerprints yeah. or any of that. And then, and then they interviewed the people and they're like, well, we don't want, the cops are going to get us if we if we, we do that. We don't trust the police. We don't trust, <laughs> we don't trust the cops, but we're also the victims of hate. So that was pretty eyebrow raising at the time, the fact that they refused to cooperate with investigators to solve this crime, yet still were, still were bitching about being the victims of the crime. Well, uh, it turns out they probably were right not to cooperate with the police because now they're busted on a uh, they're busted in a drug sting. So what happened is they were arrested Monday afternoon and charged with drug trafficking. They were selling drugs and guns from that home. Authorities began an investigation and contacted the couple undercover to buy drugs and guns, which the couple then sold to them. Police reportedly have skepticism of the couple's claims of the vandalism, but, quote, investigators don't think the drug and gun cases are related to the racial slurs and vandalism done to the Barry's home. Uh the I can't only... remember. Do they have a GoFundMe? You know, I don't know. I don't recall. I don't remember. But the only way I could see the vandalism aspect being real is if it was related to the drug operation. Let's say they had like um, some kind of drug debt with somebody who actually would burn their car or something like that. Yeah. That That is conceivable. Uh, it's also conceivable that they would fake this as a fundraising mechanism. Yeah. Or purposes. they wanted to cover up that it was drug related, and so they tried to make it seem like it was a hate crime. That would make sense too. Yeah, it could be both. It could I think be we like the case. It's it's got. I mean, I, I was surprised to see that the the quote in the story. I think it's the very last one. Um, investigators don't think the drug and gun cases are related to the racial slurs. How I, not? I, they've got to be. They've got to be. They've got to be. Like either the racial slurs were done by the family as a means to help their drug situation financially or otherwise, or somebody they had made enemies with through the drug situation did it to them. The, or the car burning, like you said, and they tried to cover it up as that's, a racist. I guarantee you that's what happened. Yeah. Mm. They were trying to sell like crack to Tyrese and like didn't get the money in in time or something. So they burned his car and then they're like, oh, we got to blame Whitey for this. Yes. I should be a cop, man. <laughs> I want to know what drugs they were pushing too. It's kind of based on that lady's mouth. Based on her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Returning champions too. I had forgotten about this story until today. This was last September. We read this story. It's out of St. Peter, Minnesota. And there were these two lesbians that allegedly had a letter. And I mean a physical, like typed or handwritten mail letter delivered to them in the mailbox. Highlights of this letter. You could go back and listen to us read it at the time. And we're going to read the second letter paragraph by paragraph because it's just as good. But this first letter from the fall, last fall, highlights, Hey, you motherfucking faggots. Why don't you get the hell out of this town? No one wants you here, you goddamn faggots. Don't you get it? This is small town rural Minnesota, in quotes. Small town rural Minnesota. We don't go for you faggots here. If you want to be faggots, and every time faggots is written, it's all caps. If you want to be faggots, extra emphasis, why the hell don't you go to San Francisco where they approve of this faggotism? Okay. (laughs) If this was real hoax hate, at a minimum, they would say dykes. So that, yeah, yeah, to your point, it's very odd that somebody who hates lesbians this much is using the word faggot repeatedly, (laughs) especially the word faggotism. Which I've never heard before. Everyone knows the noun is faggotry. You take your faggotry yeah, to San Francisco. Exactly. You don't take your faggotism sounds like a mix between faggotry and autism or something. It does. Faggotry. Let's get it right. 
You're right. Okay. This was written by a 13 year old. If I'm not oh, banned yeah. off YouTube by now due to yeah, their faggotry. We probably dropped the stream five minutes ago. Surprise, surprise. Police never solved that case. Uh, they never found any DNA evidence or any kind of fingerprints on the letter. They could not link it to where it came from. I'm sort of surprised by that because someone could clarify for me who's more keen on postal issues. But if it arrived in the mailbox, shouldn't it have some kind of postal marker? Or maybe it, it was hand-delivered. It, it would have to be hand-delivered if there was no postal marker about saying where it came from or something like that. I know yeah. they put identifying marks on mail. Yeah. Okay, well, these lesbians apparently have not had enough attention. So they're back with a new letter. A new letter has been written to them, and they are telling the local news all about it. St. Peter, Minnesota. Oh, here we go. As Angie and Jamie Mace reread letters addressed to their St. Peter home filled with hateful language towards gays and death threats to their young daughter, they hope their renewed efforts lead Oof. to an arrest. It's very but unsettling. It's just I, our, our normal is gone, and that's all we want is our normal back. The couple first received the letters last August. Tell they were more sent about in the normalcy. mail, but authorities apparently found no fingerprints or DNA on them. The person behind the pen knew details about the couple and their daughter that were deeply disturbing. They threatened to torch our house to kill our daughter. Nobody said, we never said you had to like us. We don't care if you approve of our lifestyle. That's not what we're asking. But holy cow, you threatened to kill children? After nearly a year-long investigation and still no arrest, another gay couple in St. Peter received a similar letter in May. Police Ooh, are trying to figure couple, out if the huh? same person is behind the two incidents, but that's when yeah, Jamie and these Angie lesbians. decided to take some action on their own. The two started this GoFundMe site in hopes oh, of no raising way. a reward for someone to come forward for with any information. Reward, I hope that people see it. By the way, tell me more about how you don't care if people approve of your lifestyle or not. You're, you're, you're flagging the yard that you're standing under. Yeah. It's like this rainbow flag with two hearts that says hate will not win. Rainbow I think that's even the, shirts too. the address of their GoFundMe is, yeah, GoFundMe.com slash their initials dash hate will not win. That's, that's the address of their GoFundMe page, which thankfully has the full text of the letters. By the way, I'll get that. I'll get Actually, I'll get to that in a minute. But the, they got these letters in the mail or by hand or, or by computer. But the point is it was printed at some point to get them on GoFundMe. They had to transcribe them. They had to type these all in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying if this happened, if you got a letter in the mail, this is a small point. It doesn't disprove anything, but if you got a letter in the mail and you wanted to post it online, it was a hate letter and it was printed. Wouldn't you rather just take a picture of it rather than transcribing the whole thing digitally? Or maybe if you just have a transcription of it, cause you wrote it, you just copy and paste. Yeah. It, it's not a Loctite case, but I just find it odd that you wouldn't just post a picture of the paper. I'm going to go Nancy Drew on this one again and say that they lo people lost interest in this case because it clearly did not happen. And they <laughs> wanted to renew hatred or renew uh, interest and get, get money. I don't think that the first one had a GoFundMe. I'm not sure, though. I don't remember. I tried to look it up. I tried to find uh, earlier today, but I did not see a GoFundMe. Remember. But it's but they were like, probably taken down money. And so then they decided to send the second letter to another known gay couple in the area. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be the question is, did they plant it to that couple cooperating uh, with that couple? Or no, did they plant? I bet they did it without corroborating. With they them. did it to scare that other couple. Well, they did it so that it would validate that it had happened to them. Mm. It would corroborate mm. their own story. 
Okay. All right. A little bit more I am deep in hoax hate. Yeah. I like I like thinking this is the kind of stuff I wish the news would do. It doesn't mean that we're right. And by the way, as always, if it comes out that the that Adolf Hitler himself put the letter in the mailbox, I will correct the record. Yeah, I was wrong that one time. Point is, all I all I try to ins- <laughs> all I try to inspire about this stuff, at least, it, it should be okay for us to publicly scrutinize these kinds of claims. I don't have to just lay down and accept them as fact, unsubstantiated, because they're oppressed or something right. like that. If the case doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Here's more of the story. And maybe they recognize some of the words that they used. So far, more than three thousand dollars has been raised from friends and the community. We're hmm. putting that up to find this person. It's not mm-hmm. money for us. It's a reward. No, the couple not. says the not. letters filled with hate keep them up every night, wondering who could do this, if the person lives in their neighborhood or far away. They worry most about their young daughter, but hope by taking a stance, they put a stop to it. We were quiet for a long time, and now it's time to be loud. No, you weren't. You, know, you were not <laughs> quiet all year. We're yeah, you were not quiet. You actually care a lot about whether people approve of your lifestyle yeah. or not. That's the whole point of this entire this entire display. Now, we are running tight on time, so I figured we could just get right to the letter. I just I I have to go f- paragraph by paragraph because these <laughs> the second letter. They got the second letter on their GoFundMe pulled up. Okay. Yeah. The, the the letter writer comes back. "Hey, you motherfucking faggots." <laughs> well, here we are again. I honestly wasn't going to send another letter, but you can thank the free press for this letter. The Mankato Free Press, a neighboring newspaper, did a big virtue signal article about it. So this, but that was like a year ago. So this, this attacker, this threat maker said, oh, well, I'm back because the Mankato Free Press called me out. <laughs> no, I did not fail at anything. I got my pro- point across and I'm sure there are others that feel as I do. Okay. You, you want the next no, paragraph? No, no, keep going, keep going. Oh, you're not going to... I thought well, I want to trade off. That's no, what we no, did last ahead, time. The free press, with their opinion, again in quotes, bizarrely, says that people should just mind their own business, yet they fail to mind their own business. What hypocrites. A newspaper should be just that. Report the news, not give their biased liberal opinion. Stick to the actual news. Yep, I was going to just leave well enough alone... For you goddamn faggots. But now you can thank the free press. I will be going through my... Wait, I will be going through with my former threats, you faggots. Your daughter will be sitting... Will be staring at North on probably the day you get this, and I will find her. What does that even mean? Staring at staring at North? Staring at... Staring North, maybe? Or at the North Star or something? Planning on attending the faggot fest this weekend, are you? (laughs) So you can boo-hoo... Along with the rest of the faggots, every time faggot is, is capitalized. Yes. About how terrible you are treated. This is actually this actually is discrimination. When will there be a straight fest? Well, let me tell you, Orlando will be a walk in the park compared to what will happen at Mankato's faggot fest. Is there gonna be a gay march or something there? Uh, Mankato, I Mankato? assume there was like a gay pride parade. Where something. is this? This, Mankato? this, is, this is kind of western Minnesota, southwestern Minnesota. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. You faggots make me sick, always thinking you have special treatment. Those of us that are normal just go about our day and don't expect to have a special festival in <laughs> honor of our normalcy. But no, you have to be different. In quotations, yeah. You faggots are nothing more than pieces of shit. 
but I have the upper hand as I have a gun. As I have a gun. <laughs> just just picturing somebody right there. But I have the upper hand. You faggots. <laughs> P.S. There is more to life than piercing every bit of your face to make you look even uglier. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I mean... I mean... She says she's only going to take this money out. I, I was, remind me to circle back to this because, oh, the money's never going to touch our bank account. Only It's only a reward if it's caught. I am very skeptical. One, that someone's going to be caught. And two, that this money isn't going to... Oh, well, we didn't find somebody vacation time. Yeah, nobody because is everybody going forgot to about investigate this story. because they'll just say that it's discriminatory and the police aren't doing enough because they were unable to find. I bet they planned this whole thing from the beginning. They're like, it, after a year, we'll send the second letter. Yeah, I, the only thing that is that would be a crime in this case is the threats. The rest of it, just like putting a letter in someone's mailbox, maybe you can't tamper with a mailbox unless you're a postal employee. But as far as I know, sending someone a letter calling them a faggot is not a crime. You can't. I mean, it's filled with violent threats. Uh, my favorite part is, that but part. I have the upper hand as I have a gun. Yeah. Even that, I don't know what the laws are in Minnesota or in St. Peter, but generally speaking, criminalizing threats has to be more specific than that. Just saying I have a gun would not be criminalizable. It has to be a more specific threat. I mean, I think the most unrealistic part is it's written from the perspective of a straight person that is jealous that they don't get their own recognition in society yeah which is just like not like nobody thinks like that nobody yeah nobody is going to the pride parade with a tear running down his or her face like i feel left out on account of my heterosexuality right. yeah, nobody cares nobody cares about that yeah. yeah uh so that was really crazy projection i think hmm. uh I mean, the grammar is terrible. If anyone's ever been to the Mankato Faggot Fest, please send me an email. I would is like to hear, hear what this is all about. What a fucking mess. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, again, I, I, I you know, honestly, I, I do know that Go, GoFundMe has a lot of protections in place to verify the truthfulness of claims made on the website and verify where the money's going and all that sort of thing. Like I, I saw count Dankula posting about how many verification steps he had to go through for his defense fund, which is a hundred percent legit. I just have some worry and maybe I should investigate this for my own knowledge. But there's probably a lot of this fraud bullshit going on on GoFundMe. For sure. Like 70% probably of the hoax hate that we've discussed. They have GoFundMes. Yeah. I mean, GoFundMe seems like the hoax hate fundraiser at this point. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, does the law get involved? I don't, it, it seems like they're, again, I, I don't know for sure. It just, this reeks of fraud to me. This whole case seems like defrauding a well-intentioned community of their money, a community who wants to support people they believe to be victimized because they're good natured, but that I would be shocked if this is legitimate. I would also be shocked if that money ever touches the hand of the informant who cracks this case. I think it's going to go to lesbian vacation fund. That's what I think is going to happen. To surf or rollerblade or whatever they do <laughs> to take their Subaru out back on a cross country trip. Don't, uh, don't knock Subaru. You know how I feel. It's just I'm the outback. It's just and the, the forester. Oh uh, no. Well, the, well they stopped making the turbo forester this year. Otherwise I was, that was my planned future. Like family sleeper car was the turbo Forester. Although you did send me a picture of your car and it doesn't look like a lesbian car. Yeah. Well it's not, it's not an Outback. Yeah. I had to just, dis- I had to tell you cause you called me, you told me I drive a lesbian car and I was like, no, I don't I just assumed. No, you drive I do a lesbian not. Car. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I know this. You sent me this on Skype earlier in the week, too, and I didn't actually watch it in full until today. How but, enraged um, were you? Um, I don't know if enraged is the right word. I would probably go with surprised. I am surprised they keep going with this anti-white racist shtick, and I'm surprised that... I don't know. I guess I'm just surprised that people in powerful positions in media do it. And I'm surprised that all the money gets put into it when everybody on YouTube hates it. I'm surprised that people are this committed to a, what is an explicitly racist message. There's no way around it. Care about that racist message more than they care about mass appeal or money or any of that stuff. It's very bizarre to me. So this is a clip from random acts of flyness, which is a new late night series from artist Terrence Nance on HBO the description of the show on hbo.com says the six episode season explores evergreen cultural idioms such as patriarchy, white supremacy, and sensuality from a new thought provoking perspective, AKA hating white people perspective. Because yeah. the premise here is John Hamm is a salesman for some kind of cream that fix, fixes the disease of whiteness and white thoughts. John Hamm, why? Yeah. You're so handsome. Why do you have to be so stupid? Now I can never watch anything you're in ever again. I never watched Mad Men, but wasn't that the point is he was in this hyper-masculine role of... Okay. Yeah, and now he just seems like a big pussy. Well, I had to distort the footage because HBO are copyright Nazis, but uh, we'll still get the point across here. So this is from Random Acts of Flyness on HBO. Do you suffer from white thoughts? White thoughts are a symptom of an aggressive disease called acute viral perceptive albinitis, also known as whiteness. Luckily, we have a cure. White be gone. I'm John and I'm an actor. And I have to confess to you that at one time, I, yes, even I, suffered from white thoughts. A Muslim friend of mine told me she was stopped at the airport every time she would travel. And I, in the throes of my albinitis, suggested that she... If you can't see, there are two women in burqas back there. It's actually very difficult to see them because they blend into the black background. All you can see is their eye slits. Yeah. Okay. She refrained from wearing her headscarf so as not to inconvenience the airport security. Yes, it's a bet. He really said that. No matter where your white thoughts fall on the spectrum, from burning crosses and wearing sheets, to sitting there comfortable on your laptop, watching this infomercial, saying out loud to yourself, None of this applies to me. I read Noam Chomsky. I'm not racist. Maybe not, John. But sadly, I'm not racist, spoken aloud, is a classic white thought. Using turn of the 13th century nanotechnology, we have managed to create a topical ointment that when massaged into the temples, enters through the pores into the limbic system of a person infected with whiteness. Okay. There's the, uh, there's the YouTube reaction there. The comments, I, I implore everybody to go read the comments. They were very uplifting. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's about 600 votes up, 18,000 down. Yeah. On HBO's main channel of, I don't know how many subscribers, but it's got about 140,000 views right now. Uh, I hate not- to do this Candace Owens shoe on the other foot thing, but can you imagine the reaction if we did a video like Black Thoughts and it was like, I'm going to go steal this car and I'm going to go smoke crack. Like people there were, would. There were comments like down. that. Yeah. Were I'm going to get cornrows and, and rob a, <laughs> I don't know, a rob liquor a store, store or something. Yeah. yeah. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, yeah, and I they would explain their way out of it like, oh, well, 
my, po- my hierarchies, my power structures, power my structure, privilege power plus power, power whatever. Yeah. Dude, it's not cool against any race. That's just, okay. The, the idea that you are, that, I don't know. I, I guess the irony in that whole thing is they're treating white thoughts or whatever that is as some kind of pathological problem. No, this white guilt thing is actually the pathological pathological problem. problem, You are the pathological ones. You are the ones who are telling me that my thoughts are illegitimate solely on account of my race. And what's the the worst part about that is we get to the part where he says, well, I'm very considerate of these issues. I'm not racist. Oh, not so fast, John. You're still white. And that's a white thought. Well, why would I ever try? Like what you're telling me is it's never good enough. Why would I ever try to improve? If you believe I'm racist, what would be my incentive to improve when you just saw a guy who says, I'm very considerate of these issues. I'm not racist. Oh, you're white, still racist. Well, okay, fuck you then. I'm not going to try. I'm going to be very racist. I'm going to not care about your stupid I actually don't have much of a problem with this. um, If it, you know, if it applies to all races, if we can actually make that black thoughts video, then uh, I don't care about this. YouTube wouldn't host it. But YouTube wouldn't host it. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube would not host it. HBO wouldn't host it. It would be panned as hate speech. Uh, whoever created it would be uh, destroyed as a racist for life. Uh, if you lived in the UK, you'd get arrested. Probably. Probably. Uh, so I don't know. I, and it's not, but it's not publicly popular. I mean, like you said, there is encouragement that the public reaction to this is very negative. Comments are Comments so are funny. Hilarious. Far more, far funnier than the, <laughs> than the, than the video itself. But again, this is another example that I, it fascinates me. Somebody somewhere in one of the boardrooms making these decisions is like, Oh, we got a big pile of money. Make some pretty high quality productions with this. What should we do? I know something that will be publicly panned and everybody hates and will alienate a bunch of people, but we don't care because we care about the message more than the money that's happening all over. And it's very, very weird. Yeah. And let's make America's most handsome and beloved man get on his knees and flog himself for everybody. This is the most emasculating thing I've ever seen in my life. Like after this, I don't even think this guy's attractive anymore. Like, why no. do you think he agreed to do it? That that's another question. I don't know because he's probably a self-hating cracker. Hmm. Anyway, if you want to see more, that's random acts of flyness on HBO. It was so hard. The six minutes felt like forty-five minutes. Yeah, and I cut out a lot. Yeah. Like there's a whole there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there I did not show. Yeah. Okay, well that's a show. If you want to wrap up the yeah, let's the do super like an chat. hour of super chat. Yeah, it's gonna be a little while. Um, from haha been MI all summer due to work happy to be back live with the show uh, with the live show rather will either of you be in the southeast for talks show anything in the future not me I don't plan to be I I, uh, I the only time I could I could picture traveling is like if I if there was like a scheduled tour you know what I mean you'd have I, to I don't know after watching Lauren Southern and Stefan I'm like I am never gonna leave my comfortable bubble of the internet in my own home i don't mm. think I, I don't want to do any of the real life stuff keep these worlds i can separate. see giving it giving it a shot at some point in the future but it would have to be where there's enough demand that i could actually make a a tour as opposed to like going to a place for a one stop we did that college out. talk remotely one time didn't we yeah i've done i've done a couple done a couple of remote college presentations. Maybe that was a really disappointing response. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But uh, the answer is not in the immediate future, but maybe down the line. 
Um, man, manga Emmy. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Wanted to give you guys the money we previously used uh, for HPO. The recent wow. My Thoughts video made us realize our money could be better spent elsewhere. Enjoy your Crazy. commentary always. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Appreciate it. And you know, I I have I've, I cut cable a long time ago, um, and I've enjoyed doing the same thing. I enjoy supporting people making material on the internet that I think is a better place to direct my money. So. That's very much appreciated that you think that of us. And I, I take that uh, very seriously. Agreed. Um, a big donation from Richard McLaughlin. Moved out of California to my home state and don't pay everything to rent. Donating because nice. I do part-time construction work in addition to my corporate job. As per Blonde's video, overcoming unattractive beta male tendencies. Insert hmm. made love with Matt joke here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. I've been Congratulations. i a lot of play on that video the last few days. Um, Good. I don't know. It, do you know why it's gotten picked up again? Uh, I don't know. Um, but like a, a lot of people are really pissed off about it. There's this, hmm. um, feminist 4chan thread that I found. Oh. And I think that, uh, it's a lot of them. Come, it sounds like it's a lot of women. Ah, yeah. well, they sound, I'm, I'm sure they're very, very happy women who could teach you a thing or two about, no, being they sound happy like bitter hags, but like <laughs> I was reading the rules cause I wanted to see it's this LOL yeah. cow website. I was reading what their, what their terms and conditions are. And one of them was like, no nitpicking about women's appearances, but then their entire threads devoted to talking about how ugly Lauren Southern and I are. Of course, of course. It's like if you're a right wing woman, then the left will just hammer you. Yep. Um, Gabriel Lopez says mundane faggot. <laughs> oh, flag it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a good one. Very. Clever. I almost missed your pun. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, M16Mojo, love the show, guys. Blonde, you've pushed me back into my male chauvinist ways. Good. You've proven <laughs> way too many times that women shouldn't vote. Congrats on tying the knot. Ain't that the truth? I'm, I'm so emotional. Um, Fitzburg, just wondering if Matt played the Black Ops 4 beta this weekend. My buddy gave me a free code. We managed to rage quit a beta tonight. Yeah, I, I've heard bad things about it, particularly on Xbox, and I would have played it on Xbox. Reality is my video game time is much less than it used to be, and I already knew that Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be the game I'm waiting for forever. I've been waiting eight years for this game, and the footage that's come out already makes it look awesome. So I really don't have much interest in Black Ops 4, even if it's functional and on xbox it doesn't look functional so i'm definitely holding off i did not play a second of the beta and i i don't know i don't really regret not playing it i just don't really care i'm kind of over call of duty for now i totally know what you guys are talking about but thank you for the donation ryan g yeah. just got back from vacation to denver a few days ago while there i got to see the bucks decimate the rockies at coors field with all mm. the coors ads i was constantly reminded of matt's shitty taste <laughs> it's it's the best of the cheap beers that's all it is the most drinkable of the cheap beers. I, I although um, uh, Miller High Life's pretty good too, though. Get one of those giant coffee cans of it. That's gross. Um, Kevin Smith looks like this is going to be another great show. Too bad I will miss most of it. It was a pretty good show. It was pretty good. We had some interesting, interesting topics. William Medlar, thanks for giving me something to look forward to every Sunday. We we look forward to it too. Thank you for that. We appreciate it, William. Uh, William Buffington, a week after my first super chat to you guys, I was reorged out of my job. Coincidence. Hmm. Um, either way, I'm free to restart my design and dev biz. I also have no reason to self-censor anymore. Thanks for the cool. great show. Well, That's I hope it works out. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get a blessing in disguise like that. I That's hope true. I hope for the best. Jim Mulligan, have either of you spoken to the Shapiro on the Shapiro AOC situation? 
If so, sorry. Just want your thoughts. Great stream as always. Have a good night. Yeah. Earlier, earlier oh, in the Alexandria. show. Yep. Yeah, earlier in the like, show, yeah. we were talking about the crazy Democrats after the compound, after the, the Muslim compound in New Mexico. Um, I don't understand abbreviations because I'm pretty stupid. Uh, actually, that's not an abbreviation. Um, Eric Betancourt. I remember watching AJ and other government critics back in 2012 and wondered, how is it that they haven't silenced these people? That was before me knowing better about our rights. Now it's a scary dystopian novel coming true. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Tim PZ says, good show as always. Thank you, Mr. Tim. Thanks for tuning in. Trojan Horse 109 Gaming. Hey, folks, this is my first Super Chat ever. I've been watching your show ever since episode 61. That was a long long time ago. Love the show. Yeah, that's a year ago. Matt is the level-headed man. Blonde is mine. Fear Personally, I wouldn't change it. Joy to you. Thank you, Mr. Trojan Horse. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, David Harkins, no, Antifa do not have jobs. Their career goals is to put Alexandria Cortez as president so they can actually get a job. I don't think that they <laughs> want jobs. They yeah, if they were guaranteed those federal $15 an hour jobs, I do you think they'd, they would take them, but would they work? No, they would just they'd get mm-hmm. the money and not do any work. Fat hooligan, hilarious that two dozen whole or two whole dozen Nazis get national coverage as if they're the greatest threat America faces. Right. Yeah. Great show, guys. They always do this. It's it's hard to view that as anything but deliberate on the part of the media coverage. Yep. Sock Papa Joe, very fake news. YouTube channel is covering Yvette Flarka. Okay, I should probably tune into that because I just I I Google her every once in a while. I had not seen any developments on her, her on her legal issues. Yeah. Redicus, I've seen at least three confirmed hits from Clanton, and I have seen people convicted of murder with less evidence. The bike lock bandito needs a catapult deportation. Yeah, I mean. Mm. If people targeted him, I would have no problem with that. Uh, Zachary, <laughs> you're gonna get us banned. I disavow. Eh. Well, you're you're still you're still. In I, this is definitely what I don't endorse vigilante justice, but this is obviously not justice for him. I do openly endorse vigilante justice. I'm well, it seems like a it just seems like a breach of prosecutorial yeah. ethics or duty. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but for the prosecutor, to how be is like, this not mm. attempted murder? I mean, on the head. Yeah. smashing people on Split the head. the guy's head open. Jesus. For uh, the prosecutor, apparently, that's speculation to say, we're going to let him go because he, because he was politically righteous. Maybe that's what happened, maybe not. But if that is what happened, that is a huge ethics breach. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose we're assuming a lot, but, um, you know. Zachary Amnett, Matt and I once made love in the back of an InfoWars van. He Alex my Jones. Well, I Paul Joseph his Good. Erica Johnson, when I explain the show to my coworkers, I always say blonde is who I'm, I really am outside of work. Working for a super liberal <laughs> streaming company can be difficult. Well, just recklessly quit your job and uh, then start your own channel. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible advice. I shouldn't tell people to do that. We got, uh, well, we got lucky, but we worked hard too. You know, it was a, it yeah. was a meeting of opportunity and hard work. That's true. Yeah. Uh, David Harkins, when I went to summer camp, the campers were not abused with the intent of turning said campers into child murderers. <laughs> just saying yeah yeah i didn't have that experience either uh erica johnson matt's voice is so calming my six six month old baby falls asleep to him every sunday oh that's sweet he does have a a radio voice uh eric ray took a two-day combat pistol class this weekend to touch up my skills in humid 93 degree weather just a coincidence Mm. the targets were dressed in black Mm. (laughs) philbert 53 rogers these stories involving muslims keep happening and yet we keep being told that we must accept them being imported into our countries, WTF. Yep. Yep. 
Apparently so. And I was actually surprised in this story they did mention. Prosecutors allege they are extremist Muslims. I'm surprised the story that said even that. Even. that yeah. yeah. Yep, but you know, when you bring people from shithole countries, they will just build tire forts where they indoctrinate a bunch of children in there. That's, that's what happens. Uh, Fitzberg says, proud of your boy. Um, super wrong thing. Is it just me or does Nancy Pelosi look like a transgender Skeletor? My eyes were twitching <laughs> when Pelosi said she's selling out citizens for illegals. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Agreed. That was just unbelievable to me. Like yeah. I, I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. That was a weird statement even for her. And she's had some weird ones lately. It was, you know, it seemed like she has some dementia going on. Like, whoops, I didn't mean to say that this, we're looking for leverage here from illegal voters trying to block voting blocks. Uh, Cuddy says late to the show. I just watched a video of Tommy Robinson on vacation. He looked tanner and had a genuine smile. Also, Gab McInnes thinks Cortez is on Adderall. Perhaps uh, it is a millennial thing. Um, Matthew Vicari says, hail Hortler. (laughs) Wait, what's that? What's what's Hortler? I don't get the Hale Hortler. Just but I don't get the joke though. Google All it right. while I'm finishing this out. Actually, I need to reload really quick. All right. Maybe she is on Adderall. She does kind of have that face. Are you googling Hale Hortler right now? <laughs> yeah, I've not. I didn't know about this. Is an intentional misspelling of the phrase Heil Hitler, which is typically associated with for- photographs of poorly drawn swastika symbols. So this is basically the hoax hate, the hoax hate. mantra. Ah. That's okay. Thank you for pointing me to this. Hail Hortler. Okay. Yeah. And the flag is like a really shitty swastika. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like a normal Nazi flag with a really shitty swastika. Apparently the the flag has been around since, um, since 2016. Uh, We're behind the times. We've been doing this segment for like a year now. Yeah. Here, keep going. I'll put this up on the screen. So people. Walsy one says, enjoy your show. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Gabriel Lopez, let's all donate to keep these letters going. Good stuff. Dangerous spaces. Love the look on Chris Cuomo's face when talking to Cortez. When your stupidity baffles even Chris Cuomo, you're either really stupid or bad at delivering your message. Both are bad for a politician. Agreed. Uh, SB says, I guess ham is kosher after all. <laughs> God. There's, I put the flag up for people to see, this Hale Hortler flag. That's funny. Uh, Stedman Wellis says, hey, I wanted to know what you thought of the email I sent you about the Australian nurses. Did you find out if it was legit or not? Have fun with the shekels. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've received a couple of emails about this. My understanding, and again, this is very surface level. I'll probably misstate something. My understanding is they were basically suspending or altering health standards for nurses. I heard um, about this. Because of their Islamic faith, they were oh, allowing them no. to have different, or maybe I'm misunderstanding, but. The Australian nurses thing that I heard was that they had to admit their white privilege before working on any Aboriginal clients. Oh, maybe they're two separate stories that I'm confusing. I might be. That one was verified as far as I know. This might be the UK that I'm thinking about. There was another story where there were health standards that were altered to accommodate Islamic dress, basically, for nurses. Um, So I can't can't confirm either of these stories because I haven't taken a close look, unfortunately. Um, then we have far too hard. I thought they were going to blackface the guy at the start. Yeah, it did kind of look like they were going to do that. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, I thought the same thing. Last one is Travis Baye. Do you think white actors like Ham get pressured into doing those videos? Meaning if they refuse, they would be labeled racist, so they have to comply, so they can't really afford to say no. Hashtag me too. I actually think that they all just have white savior complexes, like the stupid shit Anne Hathaway was saying last week or two weeks ago. Isn't it kind of ironic that they chose a white guy to deliver that message? Why not choose like a black guy or something? I think they have to. 
Hmm. It would have to. It would ha- I mean, who else? It would have to be narrated by a white guy. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know why. doing it thinking like, oh, I'm such a good person. I don't, I don't know that John Hamm, if he just looked at that script and said no, that he would be shamed in Hollywood. I don't think anyone would even really know about it. I think at some level he chose to do this for reasons that are bizarre and strange and hard to understand. Uh, I don't know. I think once you get that rich, you can kind of have a different perception of society because it doesn't really matter what happens to lower or middle classes because you'll always be protected by a security team and living in a gated community. So yeah. Why do yeah. I fucking care? Mm. All right. That's the last one. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Thanks uh, to everybody for, Oh, wrong sounder. <laughs> we can do hoax hate again. <laughs> There's the right one. Thanks to everybody hanging out, uh, super chatting, keeping the show afloat, everybody else hanging out, chatting live, uh, keeping us up to uh, speed on the facts. Really appreciate you guys. And um, hey, my internet held up. I was worried yeah. it was going to fail, but we made it through. The duct tape production always survives. Um, anyway, if you're listening later on YouTube On Demand or an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you'd like more material, if you'd, li- if you'd like to listen to more of this show, you can find more of it on those audio platforms until we get banned like Alex Jones. Not on Spotify, apparently. But we never were on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, so we don't even make Jared Holt jealous. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can email us, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye.